Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at J-R-E-E Podcast. You can send us an email at jreepodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel like supporting the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to another episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Uh, I am Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. (laughs) It's been a while. And Simon. (laughs) What's up? Should I get rid of that intro this week? Yes. Okay. Then uh, what we do here is very simple. We uh, are going to rate each episode as well as the week of the Joe Rogan. Well, let me start this again. It's been a while since I didn't record one. We listen to all the episodes. We each <laughs> listen to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week, and uh, we're going to rate each episode as well as a week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to dive deeper into each guest and uh, give our opinions, talk some shit, this, that, and the next. It's a podcast about a podcast. Go fuck yourself. There it is. He got it Join all. Join the Patreon. It. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, thanks for asking, man. I had a great week. Painted some houses, did some demolitions. Actually painted houses, yeah. though? Yeah. Not killed people. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, not this whoa, week. Whoa, allegedly. I think if you're um, a murderer, you can't have that mustache. Turning W's into, no, turning L's into W's. I think all serial killers have that mustache. Little wins, little wins. Little and wins. Uh, anyone in Ottawa, I'll be performing at uh, the Clock Tower Pub on Bank Street, 8 p.m. this Thursday. Inside or on the street for change? Downstairs. Oh, okay, nice. In the basement, yeah. The old... Uh, Come on out, show your support. What was the night there? Disorganized. Do you remember those? That's a whole nother life of getting fucked up. Oh, dude. I, I, got, I don't know if I actually remember them, but I know they happened. I think some of my drunkest nights ever were there. I got assaulted by my ex-girlfriend on the patio outside one night. <laughs> Disorganized. Ian Fennell threw... Dude, someone one night removed the manhole cover in the parking lot and Ian Fennell, all like six foot seven of him, so drunk was what he's so lucky he didn't die. But one of his like he's walking by it and one of his feet went in and he just like Woof! I'll never forget it. It's like burned in my head. Just madness. Yeah, that place was fucked. Sorry. Simon, how was your week? Rough week for you. Well huh? yeah, well it was disorganized. Sorry, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So at the clock tower in the Glebe, do you remember there was disorganized records? Remember Linus? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah so yeah, Linus yeah. owned disorganized records like pretty much on the corner where top of the world is yeah. now. They decided to start a night called disorganized where it was him and his buddy, Chris jokers of the scene. They're now, you know, I like know signed to, yeah, yeah, gotcha. signed to yeah. fool's gold or whatever. So they decided to start this night called disorganized and it was in the basement of clock tower. And it started off as like a real small, I mean, again, the capacity down there's maybe 50. I was going to say the basement of the clock tower is tiny, but dude, they, it got like, it got to the point where the lineup outside was Did like, Did they move the pool tables. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was all just like a dance floor. Okay. There was no huh. tables, but like it was madness in there. Madness. <laughs> There'd be like a hundred people sweating to death. The bartenders hated everyone, but gotcha. a few select people. And we luckily were in the good books. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. It was Great just times. a wild party. Yeah. 
Simon, yeah. rough week for you. Yeah, obviously. yeah, shitty week, lots of work, and uh, yeah, but you know, I gotta. Do you want to talk about it? Stay of execution? Not really. Okay, fair enough. I just figured now that it's. I never what talked it is. about what I did in the first place. So yeah, but I figured I now you could now? open up. Right. Because yeah, I got another month, and then I'll, okay, fair uh, enough. Broach it on open. the podcast. There gotcha. you go, buddy. Gotcha. That's let everybody powerful. let everybody into my That's story. Be very when powerful. I appear on Kamar's new podcast, uh, three hundred and thirteen questions with Kamar. Three thousand questions. Oh, sorry, three thousand questions with Kamar. Something will come out. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I wasn't forcing it either. I just no, figured. no, it's all, it's all good. It's all I good. just figured maybe yeah. you want to let us into the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the wounds are still wide open. <laughs> my bad, my bad. And I coughed into the fucking microphone. What weed are we smoking? Uh, this is... Uh, shit, I don't know. There were two that were really tight. Black something? Did we have a black Blackberry, something? Blackberry. Blackberry, uh, that's what it is, yeah. What was that? Whatever one? it is, yeah, that's yeah, what gotcha. it is. Okay. Anyway, um... How was the week for uh, Joe Rogan? We had four guests. Kamar? It was a crazy week, man. wasn't my favorite week of all time. <laughs> we start off with 1431. Hold on. Before you get started, <laughs> I apologize. On that topic, Simon, I personally think the year has just started off very poorly. I'd have to look back and see. Like, I don't really remember the weeks. Has one of us given a week a four yet? Yeah, yeah. There was one week that okay. was amazing because I remember we all gave it a four. Fine, but I'm just think about it. We're yep. now like eight weeks in, and there was probably only been one. Like, I thought this was a great week. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyways, okay, fair enough. Go ahead, list them, Kamar. Okay, right on. We have often mentioned, never seen, first time guest Owen Smith, fourteen thirty one. Then we have uh, Father Time's Bastard Child, <laughs> Harvey de Grey, 1432. <laughs> then at 1433, we have the Blasian Sensation, Michael Yo, back again. And we finish off the uh, week with 1434, the Lion Killer, Trevor Thompson. This is great, eh? Like, I used to stumble through the numbers like a fucking dummy. This guy has made it like a bit. It's prepared. I love it's it, really man. prepared. I preparation. Love it. Some yeah. Business, preparation. So, yeah. yeah, a lot of lot to learn from Kamar. Rebutting the facts. <laughs> <laughs> Thought you'd never heard the, those words, eh? I've learned a lot from Kamar this year. There you go. Kamar has learned a lot from himself this year. <laughs> That's <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear that, Kamar. There you go. It's true. It's very important. It is, man. What is it? Um, insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. They learned that when I was 17. And he still has a sunken... <laughs> Uh, do you want to rate the week, Simon? Uh, sure do, Matt. Um, I would give this week uh, 275. It wasn't horrible, and but it certainly wasn't good. Come on. I'm going against the great, and I'm giving the week a four. Wow, a four. Um, I'll give it a three. Can't go higher than a three, though. There were some good ones. There was uh, the Michael Yo episode was just too, too, too long, but it covered everything. What week is it, Kamar? Uh, Seventy-one. Thank you. Why do I? Why do we want them to cover everything? Because uh, a lot happened in the news, and uh, you know, it switched back to, between uh, uh, Michael Yo because he's sort of an entertainment guy asking questions himself, and he asked some interesting questions, and just. Some questions they'd say you want to ask, but no one would. I've never asked him that, and he asked him that. He went there. So, uh, it, well, it, when it started, there was an ad for ground beef or some. He, Joe was doing a read for quality meats or something. And at one point, he goes, And you get ground beef for life. And I was like, I think this is the best part of the episode. But I was uh, pleasantly surprised. Did you sign up for free ground beef, Kamar? 
Nope. Simon, what's your problem? I just thought, what a deal. Not my place, Maddie. Not my place. (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) Um, You want to start this shit off? I I guess we should. Sorry, Kamar, did you have more uh, interlude with this? No, I was just discussing and I liked Michael Yo, but we'll I get know, there. but let's save it for Michael Yo. Yep. Agreed. Yo? Sure. Might as well do them in order. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not usually how we do things, but uh check the board, man. Okay. Did you did we hit everything? Yeah, of course. We're at start the show. <laughs> I like that. Of course. <laughs> like we usually do. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's all good, man. Oh, just before we start, uh, this is a post-Joe thing, but it's so funny that I think it belongs. No, I think it belongs a brief mention in the main show. So it's back to our SWRJ, the single white. Um, is that right? Single white Joe Rogan. I guess it would be JR. Um What's his name there? Um, Lex Friedman. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you've noticed, but on Joe Rogan's Instagram, on almost every single post that Joe makes, Lex comments. And the comments are fucking hilarious. Oh, really? Man. Like, I... Like intentionally su- funny or... No, no. Oh. I suggest big- you all go back... <laughs> important. Because they're all like, just as an example... Um, <clears throat> Joe will post something about Indians and he'll write just read 13 books and then he'll give a quote or you know what I mean? They're all, it's hilarious. Just trust me. Everybody should go look at that. Gotcha. And I don't know if every, how does that work on Instagram? So why does he, his comment pop up? Do you oh, follow you Lex right Friedman? I don't follow Lex Friedman or maybe I do. I don't know. The people that you follow, you you see first. their or the most liked ones. Let me ask you another that that's interesting. The most liked ones. Let me ask you another question about Instagram. Sure. Just before we start this show, because I'm a fucking expert. Well, no, because I I'm obviously an idiot. Um, so I follow. Let's say I follow six hundred people, five hundred people, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I legitimately in when I scroll through. I'm seeing the same 50 people all the time. And even though I follow lots of people, I can see when I go and look at their actual page, tons of posts that never make it to me. And I'm just like, I thought, I thought that if I followed them, that meant that they were in my feed. No, well, that's why. Do you remember like a year ago, everyone was telling them to change the algorithm? Yeah. Change. Well, that's why. That's part of it. Because it used to just be in chronological order. So no matter what, even if you missed a day, you would have to scroll through days worth of pictures? Well, no. Like, what I mean is, like, so if if you follow 500 people, and let's say maybe only 200 of them post a photo in a day, you get them in the order that they were posted. So as in the most recent would be right. at the top. Right, 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 right. And then the, for some reason, they change the algorithm. So now, like, you'll get often you'll see a photo that, like... I don't know, was from like three days oh, ago. Oh, yeah, that right. happens all the time. But no, I'm wondering why I don't even like um, see anything to do with, you know, this one. You think you're I'm following, following the timeline, but you're not. There's some there's some button you can push, Simon, on a, on a specific account where it makes sure that you that get, I see them. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I'll yeah, check that out. which again asks begs the question, why? Because mm-hmm. you're like, I hit the follow button. I should just see their the shit. whole point of follow is that they become part of my thing. Anyways, I digress. Um, I hope I helped. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Uh, 1431, Owen Smith, like Kamar said, often mentioned, never seen until today. This guy was great. 
yeah this was a this was a quality this was the the really the only good episode of the week stand out for me for sure yeah. <clears throat> i did some research he uh, wrote on blackish survivor's remorse the arsenio hall show nightly show with larry wilmore whitney everybody hates chris conan the late show with stephen colbert so i mean you know what he's been doing instead of being a big stand-up well it's crazy when he was talking about um what i forget the name of it whatever a tender or something that's a writ what i don't remember what the name was i'll get there in my thing but he was saying they're guaranteed a certain amount of money per episode to write yeah it sounded like those writers made a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. while he was saying it yeah I mean, I'm sure they do. Why wouldn't they? Well, 30 grand an episode in some cases. Like, that's that's great money. Even he was saying $6,000 a week. Like I know when he said that, but he was saying that like it was shit. I know. And I'm like, $6,000 a week could support my whole family on that. Yeah, man. but that's in Ottawa. I'm he lives saying, in LA. He, he lives in LA, you know. I mean, everything becomes exponentially more expensive. I mean, it does, but at the same time... like Rent you know, alone. I get it. I'm with you, Simon. Yeah. You're making 30 yeah. grand... A month. But you go to, uh, I was just going to say, you go to the States and you go to buy like a chocolate bar or whatever. I get it. Our dollar is worth less. But when you go to buy a chocolate bar, it's like a buck 20 or whatever. And ours are now $3. You know, it, it just seems like their prices are more in line with the way it should be. And up well, here, no, but they, for, for them, that. it's also more the sales tax. When you see something there that's a dollar 20, it's like a dollar 22. Up here, when you see something that's a buck twenty, you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pay fucking a buck seventy for uh, yes, it." Yes, absolutely. But still, I'm telling you, like, you take that same O Henry bar, and there's a huge discrepancy between what we pay and what they pay. Okay, well, even I mean, there's just not look, a huge discrepancy. First of all, but well, let me also point it's out, it's not huge because it's a small price. Look at something like books. Fine, but Simon, let me point out something very important to you, and that's that. Like, great, you make six grand a month. You get injured. Not only are you not making six grand a month, but it's going to cost you 80 grand. So you better have been saving. Okay. Whereas up here, like, sure, you might, I mean. Yeah, okay. It's an interesting argument, but again, let's look at books, okay? Because this never made any sense to me. When you, you buy. You always it, use books. You, yep. You've used the, the books. It happened with comic books, too. And I've and, used uh, this before. I've never talked about cards. this before. Yes, you, yeah, you one, have. It's one price on the top yeah. and the other price. And well, one is American the, and one is Canadian. But when you do the exchange. It's not even close. Yeah. And they say it's because it's more expensive to do business in Canada. And that's ridiculous. How do you figure it's not even close? I'd like you to bring in two books next week. Done deal. And I guarantee you the price is about 30% off. Which is about the exchange rate. Okay. Well, we'll take a look. There we are. All I can tell you, Matt, it, it, that might that may be true, but it varies widely. Some it's one thing, some it's another. It's all fucking arbitrary. Well, no, but it could also be a Canadian publisher versus an American publisher. So they're publishing in Canada, therefore it's cheaper to do business here. I don't know. I'm just trying to... What mm. the fuck does it have to do with writers making a lot of money? I don't know. Simon went off on some tangent. He does this often. What does it have with writers to do? Nothing. Just about things being more expensive in the States or I in was Canada talking, in comparison Kamar, to I here. was telling him that six grand a week, if you're making it here, you're making a ton of money. Whereas six grand a week in LA, you know, you're not. I think it's still pretty good. But hey, listen, it's great money. he's making more than that. Six grand a week in Cleveland is great money. Listen, I don't care who the fuck you are. Six grand a week is great, yeah, no, great yeah, money. It's I, I think he's just a responsible guy because he, have, did you have you checked out him stand up? No, he's amazing. Oh, he's seamless. Listen, after this, he seems really funny. He's seamless, like so funny, and 
you don't even know what's happening. And it's crazy that uh, he's so underrated. I just want the listeners to know that Kamara's rocking this mustache, flavor saver, and hat combination that makes him look like an undercover. Like, I can't, with the outfit you're wearing, I cannot take you seriously. I feel like you're in my house trying to bust me for something. That's not a wire. It's just my headphones. I love it, man. I think he's really pulled together. I look younger, eh? Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't think you looked old. Like a young Burt Reynolds? (laughs) 40? I think he's just cleaner. Hmm. Less food to get caught, you know what I mean? It's all going to grow back in, I think. I mean, I don't remember the beard. I'm not I, I'm not hating on it. I'm just, you it look. was like scraggly, and sometimes there'd be like a chicken wing in it. Yeah. It's best to make a drastic change and go amongst people who've never seen you before. And so right on face value, they just treat you like, oh, I guess you get, you rock like this. You're a mustache guy. And that's how you assimilate. You should have just walked into Home Depot and been like, I, Gary told me I started today. <laughs> but then they sent me to the bathroom at some <laughs> cruising party. No, um... You gotta, you gotta get used to it because if you walk into the into the room like I did today, you're like, "What the fuck?" It's like, "Oh, because you forget about something in your face right away." But we're going with it. Well, I was more just shocked that it was such a. I forgot that you had a beard, so I was like, "How did this guy grow a mustache?" Well, like Owen Smith days? had a mustache as well, and well, oh, part okay. of my now, cor- I, now I get it. Part of my coronavirus prep uh, stash is these masks that we sourced out. And they tell you that you can't have a beard with the mask. You can't have a beard. And my mom was like, you know, you can't have a beard with the mask. And I said, well, if coronavirus ever becomes like a legitimate thing and I need the mask, I'll shave that day. And we'll but you can't like, have a mustache. I picture you can, Simon. Yeah. I picture well, you shaving I, around the beard, uh, the mask. Yeah, it'll, I'll keep a goatee. No, no, I meant like you'd... Oh, the mask. <laughs> the other way. The yeah. inverse of a goatee. Yeah. yeah. No, I won't do that. I just shave the whole thing. No stash? Maybe I'll keep a stash. Come on, just for Don't you. Don't be a pussy. We, we can be like uh, partners on a stakeout. Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, exactly. You really just took my eye out on your mic stand. Yeah, we got we to gotta redesign that. <laughs> that happens. Why don't we move into the studio? Soon-ish. Once I can get rid of some other things I got to get rid of. And uh, Owen Smith has been around. He told a crazy story to see like, Chappelle get booed yeah. off stage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What do you guys think about Russell Simmons? I played that thing for you that was very... Um, remember he was on... Uh, it was called The Champs with Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher. They had him on and at the very end he's like, I've killed people. And they're like, cut the tape. Like, Russell Simmons? Well, he used to sell uh, crack and stuff in the hood, man. Really? Yes. What's he in trouble for? Maybe right heroin. I think uh, Me Too. Mm. I think it's Me Too, so he's in Bali. Where he's staying. Yeah, well, with the, <laughs> with the Weinstein incident. So I was telling Kamar that if uh, the the um, coronavirus doesn't wipe us all out, yeah, I'm going to start doing yoga every morning. So you're going to wait a couple of years to see if the coronavirus no, no, wipes no. us out and like then the, start yoga? In the next couple of months. Okay. No, no, I, I'm starting yoga tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Hmm. Yep. He's coming out in the stretch closet. I've been doing yoga. I'll tell you how it goes next week. Okay, interesting. Should buy a kettlebell too. Uh, maybe. Start but, start with the yoga. I think I got to get some stretching in because I'm just like my body feels crazy, crazy, crazy right now. I just found it inspiring that this guy uh, like failed, came back. You know what I mean? Just keep at it. Like he started. He started very young, but to be where he's at now, like. His real perseverance and talent. His story about Magic Johnson is funny. 
where he's like, yeah, he was at the thing and I just, you know, walked up and started getting rebounds for him. <laughs> just, you know. What did he say to the best of magic's line where he's like, <coughs> he's like, oh, I, I never thought I'd get a rebound from magic Johnson. He, he's like, pass me the ball and he passed it and then lays it up. He's like, nah, you got, got an, an assist. assist. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, he knows Joe well because when he's talking about basketball and that story, he's like, and the crossover, a crossover is when you, and he explained out the yeah. crossover. It's like, yeah, Joe needs that, man. He didn't know what a crossover mm-hmm. was. Thought that was great. And I this see- guy's like six, four or something. Eh? That's he's a weird tall thing. Guy. He's super yeah. tall. Sorry, Matt. I didn't no, no, no. That's yeah. The photo they took. I was like, oh my God, this guy's towering. Over I didn't Joe. see the photo of them together. That must be funny. I have a crazy photo of uh, Rogan and Tyson Fury. Oh, I bet. And it's insane. Well, Rogan and Shaq. It look, you've seen that picture? Well, he was on Fear Factor. They're two different species. Yeah, of course. It's Joe so is like closer to the monkey, 100%. I mean, I, I think a lot of this podcast was super technical and just talking about In the comedy. actual stand-up, yeah, which yeah. I really liked. And uh, it was uh, a real honest perspective from a guy who... And now it's so weird. All these guys are coming out like, should I do the YouTube or whatever? Still in the old model of trying to chase someone to get their show going. Like, mm-hmm. And these guys have money. Like, They don't even know they could do it, but they do it. These episodes bum me out because I'm like, I spent so much time in a bar. Why didn't I just spend it at a comedy club? Never too late to start. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's too, too late, late for me. <laughs> Thank you, Simon. I, I only say that, Matt, because you spent, as a drinker, you spent so much time in a bar. You've already put those hours yeah. in. Like, there's no getting those hours back. You needed to do that when you were young. But also, that was when I was on fire. You're a master of small talk. I was on fire. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I had mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Now, you can get so it back. Much. You can get it back. I don't know. I'd have to start drinking again, and we know I'm not going to do that. No, might as well just burn this. Might as well it. just burn this house down from the ground up. <laughs> um, you know what argument I didn't care for that he made was the two parents athletes. That bothered me. I was like, that really? You're going to separate athletes into whether they had one or two parents via their success? Like that guy was great, but he had two parents growing up, so his struggle or his story isn't a, that doesn't make any sense. Like well, you're comparing athletes, the a pinnacle of athletics. If you want to talk about who had a harder life, I'm all, you know what I mean. I'm all for that. I, I don't know. I think he he thinks, and he might not be wrong that there's something to knowing your dad. Like I think he was just saying that most athletes that made it to the top had parents that were together. I don't think he was necessarily saying. I don't know. What he was saying was that there should be two categories, meaning when you talk about the best athlete in basketball, you talk about the best athlete that had two parents and the best athlete that had one parent. And all I'm saying is if we're debating what the pinnacle of athletics is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter anything about your past. It's only how good you are. Well, no, it's saying that that's one more hurdle you hurdled again but so you're gonna break up the best conversation into two categories because of parents like if if you're being petty yeah well again like i said i can't agree with that argument but i don't know what it's like to know my dad so you know what i mean it it, it, it and that's why you're not at the top maybe that's it (laughs) i was hoping well come on if it makes you feel better i know my dad well and i'm just as close to the bottom as you so there is there there's both sides of the coin 
I mean, who knows? Neither I don't... of you are professional athletes, though, so I could have been it's pro kind of, if I knew kind my of dad. a moot point. I could have been pro <laughs> if I knew my dad. Could have been the NBA, exactly. I you mean, would've, I you would have grew another like four feet if you didn't know your father. Or, sorry, if, if you did, knew your if father. I did, yes, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but even then, I'd like to know the stats. Like, how many professional athletes that have made it at the top knew both their parents, but they were divorced? All the sports. That's interesting too. Oh. Again, I just I just think their sample size was inc- they were using a just basketball, so you know who knows. Yeah, we got a really deep backstory into Joe's um, comedy saga this week. I thought that was kind of cool, like just even more behind the scenes than we had ever heard before. It's so weird to listen with to the, the guy. TV. Sorry, with uh, him working on all the different TV shows and then ending up on options and yeah yeah at 24 unbelievable it's crazy right it is super crazy you kind of forget that he lived like this whole other life you know and now he's before the podcast and i remember him being on um talk radio just not getting it you know what i mean he was just the dumb electrician but not knowing on news radio on news radio sorry on knowing anything else about him Mm-hmm, right. And yeah. He was on Fear Factor. Like, I heard he did stand up, but yeah, I, yeah. I was not watching it back then. Right. At all. I mean, I thought he was funny on um, news radio. Him and Andy Dick were hilarious. It was just together. a brilliant written show. Yeah, yeah it was. When Does it not seem like everything it? he touches just turns to gold, though? Maybe. Like, he even said it. Like, I've gone to two auditions in my life, got them both. Do you know what the odds of that are? And, yeah. No, no, there's zero. I wonder. Like, talk to any actor. I wonder if uh, Fear Factor would have been as great a show, great, as successful a show if Joe hadn't been the host, if it had been somebody else. I mean, we'll never know. It could have been Michael Yo. If it had been ludicrous, you know, from the start. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's it's tough to say. It probably would have been. I'm sure Joe brought a lot to the table, obviously. Um, But it just seems like everything the guy touches turns to gold. Mm -hmm. No, that is an interesting point, Matt. And the UFC, I was unaware of as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was in and around it, but didn't understand. Like, he was so passionate and loves it so much. Well, the fact that he used to do it for free, just the interviews and stuff, like, he must have really liked it. You know what I mean? And he was in the fortunate position. But I mean, it ended up the TV money working perfectly for him because you do a couple of free, you work free for a year and you end up well, with for a couple of years. But yeah, you end up making the more money than the fighters, the big bucks. Yeah. But it is, it is a, a map, you know, go to LA or do stand up, go to LA, get two shows, go to comedy store every night. You'll be successful. That just not that hard. On, that just dawned on me. Joe, it's just that easy, AK. Joe never ball. talks about what the fighters make, and Joe never mentions really what he makes off the UFC. No, that's all information. Not the we UFC. Dug up. <laughs> They'll talk about uh, Bellator. Or yeah, but my point is that, no, but money. Joe's a real company man, and that he never he has to think a lot of the fighters are getting fucked. There's no way he maybe Dana doesn't let him talk about that. Well, it's so important to be a, a businessman. As well as a comedian. Yeah, of course. And as you can see with Andrew Schultz or anything, like it's, it's a full-time job. But I mean, did... Obviously. I often wonder how... You know how Joe's like, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I didn't really know what was going on and it just became what it is today. 
Was he really unaware? Like, is Joe a good businessman or did he legitimately just fall into this thing? Or has he always, you know, because he's made some pretty shrewd moves when you look at it, like with the clips and the whatever, you know, and I know it all happened after a certain point. So yeah, but there's people working with him. Of course. Of course, Maddie. I'm, I'm None not, of it happens um, without him, but I think it just is happenstance. But it, no one knew what a podcast could be. It wasn't until like just recently that they even started. Um, we're going to jump right back into uh, Tyson Fury for a second because Joe said something really interesting. I know Tyson Fury. Not sorry. Sorry. Deontay. I know Deontay came out with the whole. Um, my headdress was too heavy spiel whole costume not the headdress sorry <laughs> the whole costume that semantics um but tyson fury uh, joe said tyson figured him out of the in the 12th round of the first fight and i thought that's really interesting you know what i mean like that makes sense he he saw whatever he saw him backing up he was uncomfortable whatever it was you know what i mean but he went into this fight knowing exactly what he wanted to do obviously made him feel really uncomfortable because he, you know, destroyed him. I'll take it a step further that when Deontay Wilder knocked him out, which I still believe he did. Yeah, me too. That he went into like another realm for, I don't know, maybe a minute, maybe five, maybe a year, who knows? And some drunken Irish gypsy was in there like, you got to back him up, Tyson. Just back him up a bit. If you just go at him, he'll never know. Just back him up. And Tyson was like, but there's only like 30, 35 seconds left in the round. What am I going to do? And he's like, just go at him. And if not, you'll get him in the rematch. <laughs> Maybe when he got hit, he got hit so hard that it blew him into like an alternate dimension or something, or even better yet, into the future. And he saw what was possible. And then, like you said, came back to in the present. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. It definitely seemed like he did not have his legs. Deontay Wilder. Dude, that is a hilarious premise for another hilarious premise for a movie. Boxers, one guy hits the other guy so hard that he goes into the future. Write it down. Um, (laughs) Kamar likes that one. Write it down. I went to YouTube and watched all of uh, Deontay Wilder's knockouts. Yeah, all 41 of them. It's about 13 minutes. And 30 of the guys he's fighting are just fucking human potatoes like <laughs> you, you know what i mean like yeah but 15 of them he got still if you watch these fights man like he just gets the 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 the, the right off and gets him i but, know but the point is if you put tyson fury in those same fights he's gonna win but he's not winning them by knockout he's winning them by attrition yeah but he didn't look, look like a good boxer in in any of them he just like even when he he just doesn't look like a good boxer, even though he's knocking all these guys out. But half of them, of course, he's going to knock him out, and then the other half. But nobody was ever talking about Deontay Wilder's mad boxing skills. They were talking about the fact that this guy can touch you and send you into outer space. But Tyson Fury has mad boxing skills, right? Yeah, and, and but that's that, what they were talking about before the fight too. That, that's that's old news. That's you know? the best thing that wins a fight. Yeah, well, you. I mean, <laughs> You're right. It's what should win a fight. Yeah, the, the skill, of the boxing. Yeah, skill should it. win the fight for sure. And like Jamie said, he came out on the the throne, so he was well rested. Like you're also forgetting too. Weight. He weighed like sixty pounds more than him. So Tyson Fury did. Yeah, and he was light on his feet, and he was just like leaning on him for the first three rounds. So 
add the 40 pound costume and then another 60 pounds for three rounds. And I, you know, it just seemed like his legs weren't there. It's the stupid argument, but I'd love to see a Tyson Fury against Mike Tyson. It's interesting. Prime, prime. I don't know if I don't know if Mike Tyson can reach Tyson Fury's face. I know it'd be it'd be, all body it'd be shots. A body blow. I really think that Mike Tyson would beat Tyson Fury, though. I don't know. Tyson Fury's like nothing ever because he's not like he's this Adonis. You know what I mean? Like no, he's obviously it's shape, not but. like he's the no. He's a fucking. <laughs> he looks like a tall plumber or something. Like yeah, for sure. It's amazing. Good boxer. Though. Amazing good, good upset. Shit talker, a lot good of people boxer. lost money. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go in there and knock Deontay Wilder clear out. And if I don't knock Deontay Wilder out, there's going to be a problem here. And regardless of anything, are you going to watch the rematch? There won't be a rematch. I thought he uh, agreed to it. Really? I think so. I don't know, man. I mean, I'll watch it, of course. Why wouldn't I? Of course. The big question is, does uh, Wilder come out in any sort of costume? No. Like they said, I think he'll just come out with a towel. Yeah, well, I yeah. was being facetious, Matty. I would a assume gentle he would run only to the ring with a towel. Might have a little Jabberwocky mask on, just something that weighs like two ounces. You know, nothing crazy. Just his face painted. They don't even want any weight, sure. any extra sure. weight. Yeah, whatever works, man. Whatever's clever. Anyway, back to uh, our friend here. So they really threw Malcolm Gladwell under the bus, eh? Uh, Joe wasn't having it. Joe was like, "Are you sure? Are you sure?" And wanting to understand it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised Jamie never pulled up the proof. I don't think you could find it. Mm. Like, I, I think it was a, a article. Okay. But I guess he said he said he saw him say it. Yeah. But it's something Malcolm would say. Yeah, I mean, After a couple glasses of red. <laughs> I mean, I get what he's saying. I think what he's saying is like, I've spoken in front of large groups and I've gotten laughs. But it's a different... It's a different scenario. They're not expecting laughs. You know what I mean? When you go see a Malcolm Gladwell talk, if you get a laugh, you're like, oh, that's unexpected. And okay, I'll give him a little chuckle. But if you saw him, if you were in a comedy club and he went up and tried to make you laugh with that shit, you'd be like, boo. Well, yeah. And I think too that, you know, when you're playing to your people, like if you're having a show, a Kamar Babar show, you, chances are the people who are going to that show are people who like Kamar Babar. They're already there to see you. They're going to be with you. They're going to support you. It's the same with Malcolm Gladwell. His people are going to laugh at his shit because they're his people. Yeah. I think it's more anyone could go up one time, just be confident and do okay that one time, but they couldn't repeat it five times in a row. Mm-hmm. And so what he's saying to do is not what you're actually doing. It's the, it's the, all the open mics and everything else leading up to it. Well, I think that Malcolm Gladwell was saying like, I get laughs at my shows. So I know it's easy to get people to laugh, which is not at all the case. It's sort of a captain of the obvious. Captain obvious. Captain obvious. (laughs) I was so confused. The captain of the obvious. It's the same thing. It makes sense. Yeah, you're good. You said that like a narc. It was perfect. Like that mustache. (laughs) It was just incredible. Are you talking about captain of the obvious? Young children. I'm wearing Axe deodorant. Who wants to smoke reefer down by the pier? <laughs> Is that what the cool kids are doing these days? You guys, you guys vape? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard there, there's cocaine to be bought somewhere around here. Where could I get some booger sugar? Who's got marijuana? No, too much. Too it's far. all too much. We all went too far. <laughs> well, it's it, it would be fine if people could see what I look like. Well, Matt will take a picture of you and post it on the old Instagram. I'll have to bring up my badge. Not today, I won't. 
Matt won't take a picture of you and post it on the old Instagram. I should get a picture of that face, though, with my good camera. Just put up any picture of Burt Reynolds. <laughs> what else you got for... Uh, it's Owen Smith. That's his name. I always fuck it up. I'm, I was so delighted uh, after hearing so much about him. I checked up about a cl- couple of his clips and thought he was hilarious. Yeah. And uh, he's so cool. And the fact that he knows everybody, like his last story about doing acid with Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. And shitting on the white couch. Is that that story? I think he did no. mushrooms. Oh, that was mushrooms. The couch. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the, his jug story. But the way he was talking about, hey, 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 what is BBB? Like... That fucked up. I've been that fucked up. I don't know, man. I really like the guy. It was a really. It was a guy. really good podcast, but just like all the other comedians, it's more about listening and just that's it. Like there's, you know what I mean? How are you supposed to gleam all these talking points from this? What you're saying is you can't. We don't want to just sit here and regurgitate their stories. That's what is I, your point. Sorry. There aren't a lot of talking points. In a very or, clumsy way, that's what I was sure. trying to get. There aren't a lot of topics to discuss, I think, is more what you were... That's right. So even though I don't have a lot of notes, I don't think that reflects how good this episode was. This episode was great. I agree. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. My week was a 275, and this one brought the bar up as high as it could go. Oh, you know? wow. We yeah. had a ride to go on there. Yeah. So that's it then? We're done with Owen Smith? You have nothing else there? Uh, I can go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. No, no, no. Like. If you feel like that was it. Kamar, you have anything else for... Uh... I'm, I'm with Simon. I mean, I felt like uh, this was a great listen. They talked about Stephen A. Sorry, that was the only other part that uh, was... Wow, we beat that to death. Yeah, uh, shit. agreed. But uh, yeah, that's what they did. No, man, I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And contrary to you guys, I love when they talk about comedy and stuff like that on the Inside Baseball. So I was... Uh, Loving every minute of it. it Loving every minute of it. One of the best comedians of the year so far. Yeah, no, he was really good. This uh, this episode was salad. And listen, I'll take a new comedian I've never heard before a thousand times over than having um, Michael Yo on again. Oh, shit. Did I just say that? Whoa, we went there. Yikes. Yikes. All right, well, let's rate the episode then. We'll, uh, we'll start with the K-Man. I give it a four. And I'm going to give this one a three and a half. I give it a four as well, for sure. Solid four. I, I can't go too high because I give the week a two seven five. It's going to mean I'm going to end up with. Uh, well, you should give it what you feel it is. Well, it is. That's it's what a, the end about, rating is for. Because then you can th- say a three seven five. Something's got to get a point three to bring that down now. Yeah, this is ridiculous. It's about a three seven five. Um, real quick before we move on to the next guest, Kamar, you didn't you uh, you didn't watch the UFC this weekend? I did. Did you see the crazy stoppage? I did. Where the guy was still standing, like drunken boxing. That was. Uh, that's what I was wondering. Was he, is he trying to act drunken? Or I believe whatever? he was trying to act because he was swing, He was in mid punch. No, he got punched in the face and was in mid wind up when the ref stopped the fight. I've never even seen like if in my he life. is okay. Even if he is stunned and he's woozy at that point, he is still throwing punches. I don't know how you can say you're not defending yourself if you're the one throwing the punch. You've got to at least go down, right? And you can't knock a guy out while he's on his feet. Well, like, this is crazy. There have been stoppages where guys have still been on their feet. This has happened in the UFC before. Legit stoppages, too. Maybe they were leaned against the fence, which, sorry, Kamar. Maybe they were leaned against the fence, which is a little more, and like, not, I'll, I'm with you. The guy was throwing punches. Like, Kamar, you said it. He got hit, and before, I'm talking like maybe five seconds before the stoppage, he got hit. And then he did that like drunken thing, and then he threw an absolute fucking 
haymaker, and it a was a widowmaker. It was it, it would kill someone if you hit him with it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And then and then like he did the whole like I'm stumbling again thing, and then that's when the ref kind of like jumped in. And I was I don't know. I mean, it, and it the looked, crowd was not having it. Well, that fight was supposed to be like one of the fights of the night. It was looking like those guys were touted to have a, a real. Well, I'm sure the crowd was booing the stoppage. Oh, of course they were. Well, they were also booing the... Um, I hate them booing. And, and wasn't it weird how that fight started with the guy rushing him? <laughs> the whole thing was, that was super so weird. Across the, that was so weird. Across Kazakhstan. the ring. Kazakhstan? The no, where room. are they from? Dagestan. Dagestan, thank you. Murderer's yeah. row. No, that was so weird. The Americans don't like the Dagestanis to start. They're always booing those guys. Well, they just don't. They're like the heel in wrestling, you know? Sure. But I mean, also Americans just tend to cheer Americans louder. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm telling... the other guy wasn't American. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying, I, I find that whenever a Dagestani wins or whatever, you hear some boos in the crowd. And I like the Dagestani flipping all the crowd off on his way out. Just fuck yous for everyone. <laughs> anyway, sorry. On to the next no, one. No, that's what he deserves. To be giving them fuck yous because they shouldn't have been booing him. That was ridiculous. No, it was. It wasn't that guy's fault. They should have. That ref, though, should never ref in the UFC again. If Dana White is like, he can't have that guy in there. That was stupid. That was crazy. That if people were betting on that, like, well, this is nuts. It's better that he stopped the fight in the big scheme of things. You know, no one got hurt anymore. (laughs) Whatever. We don't get a result, but it's a net positive. Yeah, too many early stoppages. Who's this pussy? (laughs) The coppinum's coming out. Perspective. No one wants to get hurt here. Everyone's trying to get home alive. All right. Who are we on here, Simon? 1432 Aubrey de Grey. Weird old hippie. (laughs) What do you call him? Father Time's bastard child. That's my first uh, note. What is it? He's a weird old hippie. He's an eccentric hippie, yeah, for sure. sure. The the whole alcohol... uh, talk was hilarious where Joe's like so do you drink every day oh yes and he's like oh yeah no do, no he went do yeah. you do you think that's excessive well maybe to Americans <laughs> I was just like okay yeah Joe was shocked at how much he drinks do you drink beer uh, yes well people who don't drink here granted people like me when I hear about people drinking I'm often like whoa that's a lot you know what I mean but it's called tolerance. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot for me because I'm a lightweight. It's not a lot for somebody who's drinking all the time. Like I but remember my dad used to always say when I was a kid, like uh, in high school, he'd be like, uh, so did you guys drink last night? And I'd be like, yeah. He's like, how many beers did you drink? And I'd say, I don't know, 10. And he'd like lose his mind. You know what I mean? You drank 10 beers. Are you fucking crazy? So after a while, I would just always say three, three beers. You know what I mean? It was just easier. There's a lesson for the kids out there. Who's counting? Um, but he's skinny as a rake. Yeah, but what I was going to say is let's also give it some context. He was saying to Joe, I'm super healthy. I drink this much. And I think Joe was kind of pushing back on the like, you might be skinny and you might like, f- you know, feel healthy. But like, how healthy are you? Right. A lot of people are skinny and not healthy yeah. just because they don't put on weight. the That's same it. way. Like, I'm, I'm skinny healthy. fat for uh, sure. Remember I'm, when they were talking yeah. about that? Who was it? When Donnell, I think it was Donnell. I'm skinny fat for sure. Like, my body is a garbage can inside. Well, think, uh, me too, I'm sure. But I'm thin. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I'm dying. Oh, dying inside yeah, yeah. every day. You can hear me breathe from across the Everybody room. can hear you breathe. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. At one point, Joe asked him how old he was. And, you know, he's like, eh, 75. <laughs> no, he's 52 or whatever. No, he's 56. But he looked like he was 70. Well, that was the thing is he was like, I look great for my age. I'm 56. And then I'm thinking, 
buddy, the guy across from you is 53. He looks good for his age. Again, perspective. You go to Britain. I think uh, maybe he's right. You know what I mean? Maybe people look older there. I have no idea. That's all I'm saying. Like, maybe it's just uh, where you're from. I'm just saying it's a very odd thing. It would be like me walking into Absolute on like a packed night, going into the green room and being like, you know, guys, I'm really, really good at comedy. And they'd be like, well, who, like, are you on the bill? No, no, no. I just, but my friends, this my mom tells me I'm really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. With the beard this long. No, I looked at a picture of him or a video from six years ago and he looked much younger. So I think, because uh, he's been under a lot of controversy, right? All this stuff he's saying, everyone pushed back. I think it was... That's not controversy. MIT offered $20,000 for someone to prove that he's full of shit. Oh, really? Yeah. And one was a good enough argument that they gave him $10,000, but no one could completely uh, argue the whole thing. That's how you know a university has too much money. Mm -hmm. When they're just out there offering up fucking ransom. Well, it's raising the stakes to challenge ideas and stuff. And he's come on Joe Rogan this time around. On a on a horse, blowing the guns in Navajo. You know what I mean? Like he he's this confident that he's all these people that said he was wrong, and he's now right. Well, I mean, his timeline on all of this is like you're gonna see it. You know, and it's through um, the private sector. I think that's look look at space. You know what I mean? If you're um, if you're counting on the government to do shit, you're ne- we're never going to get to fucking Mars. You'd had to go private. I think it's the same thing, you know? Everything that, um, th- where the money is actually coming from is going to drive these things into the future. Well, oh, well, the only other place I guess he would be get funding from is from a university or the government, and they have their hands full with the whole pension thing. You know what I mean? Our whole system machine is uh, based on us dying living this long and pensions are enormous amounts of money that only grow because people die young. Well, it doesn't uh, listen. None of that really makes any sense because let's, let's just say that he's right. And in the next five years, everything shifts and people are living longer. What happens to like your, um, life insurance and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, do they get to then say, Oh, well now things are different. So, or like you're saying, are you just grandfathered into a, uh, lifetime an endless lifetime of free whatever well no like right now life insurance ends at 100 oh i see so they already have their yeah they have a cap okay perfect so uh, if you live to 100 and you have life insurance oh, they pay I see. you out i was gonna right i was gonna say look at these guys they've known all along that this was coming but i see it's so they don't have to pay you after 100 exactly or maybe it's both matt Oh yeah. What, what what I was uh, loving is that they um, he's on here so confident about this happening that these are the problems it's going to cause. You know what I mean? So it was super optimistic. Yeah. Well, like uh, the, his whole Oprah thing, right? Well, I have I have a question though. Like a well run, if the pension is if the pension fund is large enough and it's well run, shouldn't it just generate more money over time? Therefore almost negating the fact that you're going to live longer. Like think about the Ontario, the Ontario teachers fund, their teachers pension. Isn't it the largest in the world? But they die the soonest after teaching because they, they're so amped while they teach. And then there's no more kids. There's no more stuff. And they just retire. They go to Florida. 
Fine, that's not my point. That's my why point it's so big. Is just it's so big because there's so many members. They have so much money. Like they went and bought the Raptors, didn't they? And the Leafs. But the members have a short yeah. life expectancy. As teachers, the average is rather low. Fine, but what I'm saying though, Kamar, is if you have a large enough pension fund and you're going out and actively, aggressively, like purchasing up, which they are, because those things, uh, like they work harder than any um, RRSP you're in. You know what I mean? But that's my point. Yeah. So a well-run pension fund should... No, if- you're right. It shouldn't matter. In that case, because insurance is different. Insurance you're paying and they're only paying out if in case of. Yeah. In this <clears throat> case, he's absolutely right. You would... Well, I'm not sure I'm absolutely right. Well, it feels... The argument feels right. You, If you stay alive, then they have your money. They never have to pay out to the the people who have their pensions and they just keep having your money to keep making more money. Like, mm-hmm. but the more people that live longer, I'm sure they have a thing. Like most people will not live to 80 in their spending forecast or investment portfolio for the pension. And I'm sure there's some caveat to like the hundred year old thing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's like a, an hours. Once you've lived a certain amount of hours, it just gets negated. I was I mean, talking about, sorry, um, possible resent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just missing this wave, but I do not know if I want to live for 120 years. Well, no, you brought up a good point. I harp on this all the time and I'm kind of bleeding into the next episode, but like Joe does this often where Joe was talking to Michael Joe, like, dude, there's potential that you and I could live to like 500. And I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, Joe, you're filthy rich. So there is a chance, but like 95% of your listeners will not have the chance you're talking about. Unless they're maybe like a young listener. You know what I mean? If someone's 19 listening to Joe right now, yeah. they live to 40, you know, 20 years from now. That's a different story. Maybe it's, but, but even then, I think what they're talking about, and I think they're both being very optimistic, the price tag on what they're talking about will be insane. Well, that was going to be my point to Kamara is you don't have to worry about it because there's no fucking way you're going to be able to afford it in the first couple of rounds you know what i mean it's ha- saying it'll take yeah. 20 30 50 years it, maybe or, i'm wrong but or I, but I, I, it because it happens so fast it'll yeah, maybe it happens exponentially yeah, maybe i'm exactly. wrong but i'm just saying I, it seems to me like listen i get it i was thinking the other day you constantly see people living to like 120 now constantly i see that shit on reddit all the time this person's living lived to 120 this person just celebrated 120 that's that like dude think about when we were 15 someone lived to 100 that was like oh my god like i have i have a fucking relative that we just went to her 97th birthday she still bowls a 280 the woman's a fucking psycho like she wakes up at 5 a.m to exercise every day it doesn't make any sense to me so there is you know i'm with them that it seems like people are capable of living much longer but if you have the means it's a lot nicer well and that's why that's why everyone's so concerned about their pension well but that's you make a great point there too is like i would I don't want to live to 150 if I'm going to be broke for the last 40 years of that, like dead broke. Unless you're on a beach somewhere and you carve coconuts and you sell enough. Like, you know what I mean? Well, here's the other thing, too. What if you're ugly? (laughs) Horribly ugly. You really want it, like, does life get that much better? Oh, the mustache like this, I don't even know what that word means. (laughs) Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like, there's there's so many scenarios where I would be like, I don't know that I want to keep doing this for... (laughs) I think I want to quote Jason Silva, who said, with the uh, <laughs> involvement of technology and sciences moving at such a rapid rate with AI and development, that there will be an abundance of an abundance and money will not matter. Do you see what he just did there? I think oh, he said, I saw. I think he said it But best. who was Jason Silva quoting there? <laughs> That's the real question. I don't have the second citation. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, it, listen, he brought up a lot of... I, I'm glad that he's not just like, I'm trying to make everyone live longer and I don't care about the repercussions. That, at least he's a smart dude in that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he actually says... Or it's too complex to explain, like the fixing the cells, um, stopping, uh, diverging genes, whatever they're doing. Like they have solutions for all these things. Is just putting to play. One of the weirdest things for me was them talking about because I always say we need to stop having kids altogether, and how they were talking about how like certain countries it's happening. Yeah, and it's bad for them. Like it's terrible for the country. And I, it's just weird to think that like. Human beings are almost like the economy where if we don't have 4% growth every year, it's a fucking real problem. But that seems detrimental to... Don't worry about it, man. Um, you think the coronavirus well, is just going to take is. care of all it's this? It is. It's taking care of everything. You, Did either of you catch... Uh, what's John Oliver's show called? Last week? Tonight? Or whatever it is? Last week with John Oliver. Yeah, last night. They did a big piece on the coronavirus and it was... Uh, Hilarious or uh, sobering? Pretty sobering. Yeah. That's how we're supposed to watch that show for. I mean, there was funny parts, obviously. Jokes. Yeah, no, you laugh, but I, you know, they're... Uh... Which do you think is uh, worse? Um, you know, laboratory meat or laboratory fish? What do you mean, what do I think what do you is mean worse? worse? Like, tastes worse? Which would you... I'd rather eat laboratory fish than laboratory meat. Yes, me too, meat. me too. 100,000%. For some yeah. reason, that just makes more sense to me. Well, because fish is just a more flaky, light, you know what I mean? And meat is dense and thick and heavy. I just thought because fish are stupid, but no. I mean, I think you're both thinking about it the wrong way. They're really just creating a protein that's supposed to mimic. Uh, I don't know. I don't really want to eat either, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but gun to your head. Well, gun to my head. I hate fish, so well, I'm going meat go. all day. Well, the, the, but he was very crotchety hippie, but he was just full <laughs> of, I felt, optimism. And the uh, progress they made is saying that there's new issues that we have to worry about. I don't know if we will do. An though. interesting point to your kids thing, I thought not quite the same, but he was saying, so um, every machine, meaning us as a, our, our bodies as a machine does damage to itself. And we're all equipped to handle that damage until it's time for us to have kids, which we do. And then it's like our bodies give up kind of at around 40. You know what I mean? When you're not able to produce anymore, you're not viable. That's around the time when your body's just like, you're of no use. I'm wondering yeah, if that's so the die. only thing that keeps me so alive. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's why I wonder if I'm alive. Cause I don't have kids. Cause of all the sperm in you. Cause I don't have kids. Yeah. Well, I think just I wonder if I'm alive because I don't have no, kids. That's, he totally missed the point yeah. I made there. Because Simon's alive a and he has kids. A thousand percent <laughs> you missed the point. Oh, he, well, hey, I'm older. <laughs> Either way. Again, yeah. totally missed the point. Wrong. <laughs> yes. Um, what else we got? Uh, okay. Um, I got to just bring it up. He was such a dick at one point when, when like the whiskey and the drinking came up. When he was like, do you want a beer? We got some Heinekens. He's like, oh, I thought you meant you had some beers. I apologize. But if you get some ice, And then he was, like, he was like, oh, do you want some whiskey? He's like, yes, I'll have a whiskey. And he's like, Jimmy, get some ice. Oh, I'm very sorry. I, eh, I don't, don't drink, drink ice. ice. And then he goes, oh, we have a Lagavulin. And he goes, it's a Lagavulin. Like, it's like, <laughs> I'm not go a... Go and fuck yourself. But if you're watching it, Jamie gets up, grabs all the liquor bottles, brings them over to Joe... It's it's quite the little production. <laughs> Jamie, look at you grab the the buff, buffalo chase, the lag of all, and 
whatever it's called. Lagavulin. <laughs> whatever. Fuck but when they cheers, he did not drink and looked Joe in the eye. Just, just I what do you do? He just held his beard up over his no, face. He and cheers sh- and put it down and smiled and carried on talking. Did, did he drink at all? He did. He okay. Did. I know Joe has a deal with Heineken. Yeah, and I'm not much of a beer drinker anymore, and I used to drink Heineken all the time. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like skunk. Mm, yes. Yeah. Man, when I was, it's not my, the pinnacle of beers. I never drank beer. I've never had a full beer in my life. I was what? A, yeah, I hated wow. beer. But I remember everyone drank Heineken mm-hmm. in the day. Like, dude, everyone. It, when you're like, it's like respectable. You know what I mean? Well, what do you want? Not about. I'll take a Heineken. I used to do it all the time. It was just like my go-to beer when I was out, and I didn't want a Canadian beer. Was, and it's horrible. Like any other European beer is better than Heineken. It's fucking gross. When I was a busboy at Babylon, it was you stocked the fridge with a shit ton of 50 and a shit ton mm-hmm. of Heineken. And that was that. And 50 is way better than Heineken. Well, 50, I've told the story many times before, is uh, Labatt's 50th anniversary brew. So after 50 years of being open, they made that beer. So I of absolutely course it's didn't know that. I didn't know Kamar. that either. Wow. That's an that's a great trivia fact. Remember when they sold fifty in the big courts at uh, where? What bar was that? Was that Zayfod's? The Laugh. I can remember them selling fifty in the Stubbies. The Laugh, yeah. I don't remember the Stubbies. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't drink beer, so why the fuck? But they would I? they rapped about Heineken all the time. Yeah, well, he's and always on people about Heineken. Are drinking, not just the man, but in songs they mentioned. I drink germ, yeah, German yeah. beers. Simon, he definitely has one of those. Uh, Remember how we were talking about ad deals? He has one of those, um, the deals where it's not, what the fuck is it, Kamar? Where the it's one like, that you don't like. Yeah, the ones I will I refuse to do. Where embedded. it's like, not the embedded, that just means that it's like always in there. They but want you're right, you you're on the right track. Like it's it's uh, like a natural, impromptu. yeah, like, yeah, oh, we're, oh, we just naturally yeah, yeah. brought up Heineken. It's not even an ad. We're Organic. just talking. Yeah, I hate, oh. They do it all the time on the fighter and the kid. Because Brian will be like telling some story and you won't even know that he slipped into an ad. And then you'll be like, holy shit, he just slipped into an ad. That You sneaky motherfucker. That's talent, you know? That's talent. It is no, talent. But but- it is if you can get away with it. But if we find out halfway through, it's like an extra insult, you know? I'll put it this way. The thing he has with Traeger where like he just mentions them because he loves them and then they send barbecues to whoever he wants. That one doesn't bother me so much. I feel like Heineken gives him money. You think that the Trace whiskey is um, he doesn't really think it's the best whiskey in the world and he's just lying about that? I don't know. I don't care. Well, which one are you upset about? Sorry. What embedded ads are you upset <laughs> oh, I'm about? I'm coughing right into the mic. I'm so sorry. Right into the mic. Well, I try. Yeah. You didn't um, try. No, I didn't. I moved my head a bit. He didn't do anything, folks. I think he leaned more into the mic. Yeah, I just, I, I opened my mouth and put it around the <laughs> he mic. He looked me dead in the eye and yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Matt. What, what were you, you were asking I what I was mad Oh yeah, about, about what, because you were saying these embedded ads, like you had an example. I was well, no, what I said was example. the Traeger one. I, I don't mind if you really, really like a company and you just shout them out all the time. And then eventually that company's like, here, let's send them some shit. And then you just, again, you just support them from the beginning and that is what it is. That's fine. But like, I believe Heineken gives him cash for those specific, like weird little, like they obviously send him beer, you know? He has- right. I think it's a little different though with the liquor ones, because if you happen to be pulling out that, then you would say that as a, do you know what I'm saying? I get it. Yeah. I get it. Look, I don't care either way. I mean, so. listen, dude. Those companies are crazy. Here's an example. My aunt, her restaurant in Toronto, they threw uh, a TIFF party like 10 years ago when I worked there. 
and Sean Penn was there, Pierce Brosnan, like a bunch of fucking famous people, whatever. Point being, there was a photo of Sean Penn with, and I actually think it was Heineken, with a Heineken at her restaurant. And Heineken sent them this massive package after, being like, thank you so much. We appreciate all the support. And all like, so for them, they just looked at it like, we got, you know, $100,000, $10,000 worth of advertising out of this. Let's send them 2000 whatever right. worth of shit. Um, right. So T- I, TIFF for anybody. Oh, it's not Toronto from International <laughs> Film Festival. I think a lot. TIFF is pretty well known now. Eh, just just in right, case, Maddie. Have you seen the new Cadillac CRX with five-speed transmission and uh, 1.5 financing? <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever used a volcano? Yeah, exactly. They are the best. Yeah, what do we really need No, here? you yeah. couldn't have a volcano. What do you mean? As an ad? No. Why not? If you wanted a volcano, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Oh, you couldn't run one during the podcast. I'm just talking about having one in I'd general, man. I guess so. I we don't have to so. run it during the podcast. We're buying. We're buying them. Yeah, it's so loud. So loud. Also, Simon, if we sat here and did volcanoes, we wouldn't make it past the second guest. Mm-hmm. I remember when I lit, when I moved to BC, like the first week there, this guy that worked at the liquor store next to the bar I worked at came over. He had a drink. And he's like, yo, when you get off, do you want to go to the Vapor Lounge? And I was like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, it's just like a... He's like, picture just like a coffee shop or a bar, but every table has a volcano and you just go. And I was like, that sounds absolutely fucking incredible. Let's go. We get off work. I've never smoked a volcano, so I don't, I have no idea what I'm getting into, but I'm a pretty heavy weed smoker. So I'm filling this volcano every time and just ripping this fucking thing. And he's like, I think you should slow down. And I was like, yeah, I was like, dude, fuck you. I'm fine. Yeah, there's a one hour time limit. I had to get up and leave after one hour to go home, and I felt drunk. I was so high. I could not see. Are you all right, Simon? Yeah, I'm just sore. You're going to shit yourself. Have you done mushrooms? <laughs> Good thing it's a maroon chair. Yeah, I was going to say, it's already. he's already fucked the, he's already shat all over it anyway. Many a time. Anyway, where were we? Uh, the, 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 the volcano is like... No crack of weed it'll take you out yeah it does 100 do you guys what do you guys think about the idea of so they're doing all this extension everybody's working hard to make sure we live longer should we just all stick to the getting old naturally you know what i mean no again it's like altered carbon they're really just i think the idea is not that everyone's going to live for a long time those in power with a lot of money are going to live a long time and the poor people are going to work in sweatshops and make them mm-hmm. shit. Right. That makes sense. It's probably how it is right now. That's exactly was just, how it well, is Well, I right was going to say, just to lighten up the load a little bit here, um, like, you know, when you go back and look at like ancient civilizations and things like that, and they describe like the Sumerian kings list, you know what I mean? Where they're showing kings who live for these extended periods of time and they ru- and you're like, okay, that's crazy. That can't be. And then you're just like, well... You know, what if they had figured out how to keep aging at bay and then, you know, it got lost over time. And then here we are back on the upswing, the, you know, the pendulum swing of learning about um, keeping aging off. And we'll figure that out in the next five years and then there'll be a big natural disaster and they'll start us all back at zero again or something like that, you know. Or the, or, or the coronavirus or you know or whatever maybe we never get to the this technology drew debray debray in five years because when i started this podcast you guys both were giving the world five years so there's three years left for the 
apocalypse. I don't think I was good. Really? I remember. I also believe in the X factor, so that could come in year two and could change everything. And then all this would be inconsequential. <laughs> there was one awkward point where... Uh, there was a few. Aubrey, <laughs> Aubrey was um, G and Joe up about uh, aging longer, and Joe said, I would like to live five lives concurrently. Yeah, which I don't think he understood what that meant. <laughs> well, he used it poorly, but uh, Aubrey had to, uh, yeah, had to correct him. Again. <laughs> uh, you mean um, succinctly? Is that what it is? No. I worked all day for that one. But I know what you mean. Synca- <laughs> consecutively. Consecutively, That's what it was. yes. Five consecutive lives. But that implies that you're not you anymore, that you live Joe Rogan for 100 years, and then you reset as someone else. So they might as well be concurrently. I think what Joe meant was like he could, I mean, listen, Joe has lived five lives, which I think he brought up. Like, you know, he's, but I feel like everyone feels like that. Unless you work at Walmart from, you know, there's, there's a guy down the street at the fucking superstore at the grocery store that like has worked there since he was like 18 and he'll probably always work there. That guy maybe doesn't reinvent himself all the time, but I've been like five different people in my life. Yeah. I guess if you can sustain yourself, then living 150 years is probably all right. And, and you're, you're healthy. It's not like you just, uh, deteriorate to nothing. It's not healthy though. It's like, how do you get me back to 25? but with clear skin. Well, they're not getting you back. He said that. He said that for the people who are old, like if you're 60 now and in five years they figure it out, they're going to keep you at 65. They're not going to make you younger. I'm not so bad right now. So fine. If you can keep me here now, then I could maybe, if I turned this ship around monetarily, then I could maybe do another hundred years. I'd like to put some W's together. Yeah. Really? I'd have to line up a lot of W's. His whole contention is that as they figure out how to make us live longer, other technologies at the same time will be figuring out how to deal with overpopulation and right. Like overfishing. And I felt like he was saying X factor, you know what I'm saying? He was saying like, we're working on the aging and the X factor will figure out how to deal with everybody living to 180. No, what he's saying is I'll figure out how people are. No, one hundred percent. Yeah, thank you. Well, you won't even let me finish. I'm well, kind no. of agreeing with oh, you, but yeah. you guys are using a no. stupid. Well, you started with no. If you're agreeing, you should say, "Well, maybe, but." <sighs> Try starting it that way, Maddie. I'm not even going to start now. <laughs> I'm just done. <laughs> Try starting with how, <laughs> or why not? That's always a good way to start things. No. Or you just don't start. That's a good. Uh, what else have we got here? Artificial fish. I just see him as a, that guest who's come along who's just really optimistic but cautious at the same time which gives them more credibility cautiously optimistic you could say yeah was he cautiously optimistic because joe was like um you know i'm really worried about overfishing in the oceans and he was like no don't be worried about it you know what i mean because because of making up the fish well yeah we're, we're now making fish and don't you worry about it it'll save all the fish and he seems like he's a thoughtful person. And Joe's pretty optimistic when it comes to the future. So I guess there's there's nothing better than sitting down with someone who tells you everything's going to be all right and things are, are kicking ass. You know what I mean? Versus someone telling you no, it's doom and gloom and start. Well, no, but I go back to it again pantry. too. When you're rich and someone comes to you and is like, "We're ten years away from this," you're like, "Well, I'm rich, so we're five years away from this." Well, here's the big question. Okay, the it's like. 
and this is a rhetorical question. Um, if they just put more money towards things, like we know this, right? I mean, he says it. They put tons of money towards military and they build the best weapons, right? They put tons of money towards, you know, if they decide they want to go to Mars, Elon pumps money into it and they get to where they're going. He was saying it. He's like, this will never move forward because there's not enough money pushing behind. Like, is it really, are we really at a place now where, and I'm being serious here, okay? Like, uh, no more oil, no more whatever, where if if we were just willing to dedicate enough mind power, meaning cash. Resources. It, it could just all get done. But don't like, you, are, are we that smart? Don't you think it's worth Jeff Bezos a billion dollars for himself of his hundred billion dollars, even though it's going to help a whole lot of people live longer? You would think so, because think. otherwise, why keep accumulating at such a ridiculous pace? Like he could never Amazon is destroying the world and this guy couldn't possibly spend uh, my math is so bad here but like a percent of what he he has even if he to give to his kids to his kids kids and kids kids and you know do that over a thousand years it would still be too much money Mm -hmm. the problem though is it's not i think the problem is that you think of it as he's sitting on 177 billion dollars of cold hard cash when it's not really like that no i i mean i listen i understand that but if he wanted to come up with a number for cold hard cash it's it, probably pretty high it would I be agree. enough to build a skyscraper probably a couple skyscrapers Whatever, my point again. though is like <laughs> let's did i did, on this jeff bezos topic did either of you see the video on reddit this week of the guy trying to demonstrate how much money jeff bezos had using rice no i'd like to see that though show me after i will but i'll describe it to you real quick he has he has um one grain of rice and a, a post-it note that says $100,000. And then he has a post-it note beside it that says $1 million. And there's obviously 10 grains of rice. And then next to it is $1 billion. And there's a substantially large pile of rice, like a good pile of rice, which lets you know, like, wow, a billion. I, I originally thought, like, oh, he's just demonstrating how much a billion dollars is visually, which is interesting. Then... He pans way to the right, and there's all this. There's just like a huge tarp, and it says Jeff Bezos, 177 billion. And then you see him with bags of rice, weighing it out. Dude, the pile of rice, Simon, when you see it, is like when you look at $100,000 and think to yourself, if I had that in the bank right now, I'd be fucking laughing. And then you think to yourself, this guy has literally millions of hundreds of thousands. Like it's. And then, you were going somewhere good to you. Dude. Said less money than he actually has. Well, no, it's, it's, it's fucking staggering. He doesn't pay any taxes. His company doesn't pay any taxes. He's obviously totally in bed with the government because otherwise, why let that shit go on? Like, get in there and fucking audit the fuck out of that guy's company, you know? Because he's... he's too many people. Listen, like the way the IRS works. It's not an audit though, Simon. You're forgetting. It's not that he doesn't pay taxes. It's that he gets oh, they, tax breaks. Dude, they found a loophole. I get it, Matt. But you don't have to. The IRS can choose to audit you at any point. They don't need any reason at all. They can do that anytime they want. The second that that guy gets okay, him not paying that money, that's him essentially stealing from the government. 
I get it. It's legal. But the way the government should look at that is this motherfucker. Like, are you kidding me? Our substantial resources will now go to getting our money back. That's what I think. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> damn right. And and because they're and in not, a month, you guys will find out exactly and why. And because they're not doing that, no, because they're not doing that, it just shows you that they're hand in hand. It's the same thing. But they're, they are one and the same. They're employing so many people. All Simon, the more also, reason, like I'm saying, it's it's not even hand in hand. It's like dick in mouth. But Simon, no, they've I got think the you're forgetting too that like, what do you think resource wise, the IRS would have to spend? And I, I get what you're saying. They probably get all of it back tenfold, but you're missing my point. A millionfold. You're missing my point. What do you think? Like, they would have to put three quarters of their resources towards yeah. that so audit. So stop going after the rinky dink guy who, you know, is not going to be, a, you're going to audit him and you're going to bankrupt him and he's not going to be able to pay you anyways. Focus all of your attention on this company where you're going to end up being able to do something. But you're missing the point. Well, how do you know? You They could tie you up and fucking, li- they could tie you up for 10, 15 you're, years. I mean, we, okay. I'm just they, saying, Simon, maybe. I, I'm with you. They they don't pay billions of dollars in tax in both countries. They also don't pay tax, I'm sure, in this country. All the more reason why our government should be on them, not giving them tax breaks to build giant, giant um, facilities. We live in Ottawa, just for anybody out there who doesn't know that. Don't fucking dox us. We just got a massive uh, hundred bay facility. Mm-hmm. That's 100 bays to service, one, and I'm going to say 1.2 million people here. I think that is super generous for Ottawa. Yeah, that's a million. The greater Ottawa area. The greater Ottawa area is 1.2. I still think that's generous. That's why I said a million. I think it's a million. Anyways, do the math on that, man. Like it's 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 bonkers. The whole thing is bonkers, man. Like I just, it's crazy. The takeover. The takeover. The takeover of the world, of the universe. Like, when does this stop? Where does this stop? I guess is the better question. When is it relevant? More people are accepting it's it. It's where? Where? Do, uh, at what point? Fuck. I, I don't even know, man. All I can think is weird how we've been destroying the Amazon and now the Amazon is destroying us. Yeah, it's interesting. Isn't it interesting, though, Kamara, how, how you look at, like, the names of companies? They were so smart to call it Amazon. Well, ju- just everything like Nike, all these different Apple. companies, they're all um, named after gods most of the time. Like, I find all that interesting. Lizard people. You watched that video, obviously. <laughs> uh, what video was that? Didn't someone send us a video on Instagram? Maybe. About, Maybe yeah. that's where I saw that. It, it tickled my... Uh... Anyways, I would think there'd be enough of these billionaires around the world that were like, okay, Aubrey, get this over with. Like, I want to know I'm living longer so I can make better investments. And uh, I guess it's coming around. I don't know. You know, it was a really interesting statement that he made. He's like, well, don't worry about it because there's no... Oh, Joe said, well, what's going to happen when there are 500-year-old people? And he's like, well, don't worry about that because there won't be 500-year-old people for another 400 oh, Joe years. Joe couldn't wrap his head around that. Mm-hmm. I don't, no, but that was exactly right. Like, don't fucking worry about that. We're right at the start of this thing. We're still all going to die <laughs> at normal age. The weird thing to me is this, though. Think about how... Maybe not Joe. Think about at in your 40s how disconnected you guys feel from someone who's 19. Yep. Imagine being 150. How disconnected you would feel from the people that were 20, even. Like you've seen, like, 
it'd be so weird for them to comprehend like hold on you grew up without the internet and especially people who like saw horse and buggy to the making of the car well, to I mean, the start those of the would, internet those people most likely wouldn't make it you'd have a very fringe few who did kind of like the guy who saw uh, who went to space and then saw his son or whatever that stat is i don't remember what it is now um it's, it's a dad and an astronaut and something to do with space nice anybody <laughs> nope well, I mean, if you look back even at your life, what you've seen happen, you know what I mean? Like, Well, we live in a, we've said this many times, but we live in a really interesting time where we're a generation who saw no internet and internet. That's, I mean, again, though, that's only two generations have had that. But keep in mind, that's a weird perspective because I'm sure there's people a hundred years ago that were like, I lived in a, in a pre, uh, you know, whatever insert amazing thing sure, at the time. But, yeah, it's but all relative. What is the most important, important, what is the most I mean, the printing press. The one that changed the everything the most. Well, up until then, we said the printing press. Is it not the internet? Well, maybe it is. Has the internet not changed the world more than anything else did? But my point, though, is the you could anyone that came up around phone. the anyone that yep. came up around that printing press time, you could argue as well. Like, but did it really make them like? I, all I'm saying is, you know, there wasn't anything that special about them. There's nothing that special about us. Smart, it is interesting though phone. that we. Oh, I'm not saying we're special. I'm saying the internet is terrible. Is it though? It's terrible. I think so. I think we'd be better off without it completely. The smartphone, because through all of them, the internet is now creating us from observing our patterns on our phone, everything we do, apps, we allow more information. Like there is another you out there in the internet that is all just data. But Simon, what if there was a smart internet, like a firewalled internet that only allowed you to learn things? Yeah. I think that would be amazing. Matt, yeah, that would be that's the way the internet was is supposed to be. Because I mean, it, you're also forgetting. Just it's real probably quick. the way it was meant to be before it got exploited by money. Well, you're forgetting that the internet is really just you have a computer, I have a computer, we hook them up. When I say the internet, I mean social media, but it is a byproduct of the fact that we can all communicate with each other. But the, this good thing of connecting us all has gotten so out of hand that it negates any good of us being connected. We were actually better off when we weren't connected and we were connected. We were still connected, but it, on a much slower pace and a more limited pace. That reminds me as well. We didn't mention it once in that Jason Silva throwback that's coming out next week. He said it way before Elon that we were cyborgs on the Patreon. But that but was like he, episode one. He was just repeating a quote from Elon, Matt. You know this. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. No, you, we couldn't have been here. That was episode one eighty three. I Elon. know, but Elon existed. He probably anybody knew anybody else. Well, but yeah, but that was ten years ago. Anybody else? Yeah. Okay, fine. Maybe he's we know still quoting Elon. Fine, we do know his mo. Yes. <laughs> All we know was it wasn't him. Matt. But it's on the Patreon. Come up next week. You know, a great like episode. Twenty four hours of. Uh, of throwbacks, throwbacks on our Patreon. Yeah, it's on. This is one of those embedded ads That's that we cool. just slid in there. <laughs> yeah, well, our, our Patreon. We can do it too, man. Yeah. It's true. Uh, this week's is pretty good. Philip Copens, little ancient civs talk no, for y'all. Lots of fun, and I'm I'm messed up because we did uh, some on Wednesday, right? What do you mean? Throwbacks. Yeah, we recorded three of them. Yeah, and so whenever we do the throwbacks, I'm always like, did I do the podcast? Oh yeah, or yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see what else we got for this guy. 
Yeah, three, the- 3.5 years. That's how long he thinks until we'll actually be extending life, which is so interesting. I mean, whether or not it's everybody's lives or some people's lives, 3.5 years. Like I said, there's going to be some sort of inner, it's no use to anyone, but some sort of resent. I don't know why I'm saying 3.5. Three and a half years. I have it written in here as 3.5. <laughs> um the worst thought, like, I just have such a bad outlook on humanity that the first people to implement it will be those sweatshop owners we were talking about. They'll be like, oh, I can extend the life of all of these workers? Oh. So that goes against what you said then. Inject them all Because up. you said only the rich are going to get it, but it's actually going to be the poor, yeah, the very poorest, by and the, the rich. very richest. Yeah. yeah. And everybody so in really the middle, the middle gets class. nothing. Yeah, no. Well, the middle class will be totally imploded. Or destroyed, exploded. Sorry. Maybe just living life out and dying is fine. I believe like, that's how we're supposed to do it. Do you think with this new method, you'd actually use euthanasia? You'd finally go, okay, I'm done. Uh, next Wednesday. Well, I'm you'd, do a couple you'd have things. to. You know what I mean? You'd have to. You'd have I to. I mean, listen, like, people love throwing themselves big birthday parties, so I could totally see. I know 15 people right off the top of my head that would love to throw themselves a huge euthanasia party. <laughs> I like 150. What do you mean? When you turn yeah, 100 like 150, years old, okay. yeah, like guys. Well, listen, maybe they extend life by an extra hundred years, an extra hundred and fifty years. But they say, look, a hundred years is the max. Everybody gets two hundred years, and at two hundred years, it's automatic euthanasia. It's you don't decide. That's just that's the length of the new contract you're signing. That's a story. Like a, like a cell phone uh, contract that's, with Rogers. That's you know? a movie. Well, here's the weird thing. Everyone I, lives two hundred years. I thought I read an article that said that if every man lived to 150, they would get prostate cancer without a doubt. Like but, that your prostate will develop cancer if you live long his enough. His whole argument I get is, it, is that we'll be able to... X factor. There's no more cancer be because X factor. That's what he's saying. Yeah, that's just such a X factor. Well, listen, you hate it when I say it. That's Aubrey de Grey saying it. He wasn't saying X factor. A hundred percent. He was saying, saying X factor. Anybody who's listening out there, if you agree, he's saying X factor. Let us know because that's uh, exactly what he's saying. I did not listen to with him. He's saying Again, that he technology X factor. What he was saying was, for example, like there's already a boy on slot out there that's working on fixing the ocean. So either he'll get it better and he's only a young guy. So he has time to make it better. He'll eventually hopefully clean up the ocean, but that's not an X factor. That's somehow, exists. What he was saying is that it's somehow going to get there. He didn't say whether it was going to be by an existing person, hey, my an point, existing technology. My point to both or of you by is an X factor. My point to both of you is that if someone is already working on the cancer treatment and then they get it, that's not an X factor. You know the what, way Matt? they get there. I'm with you. The way they it's get there. It's more a W factor. factor. Oh my god! Because it's not quite X, but it's certainly a factor. No, it's just getting uh, or solving a problem from an angle that you never even thought of all of a sudden because something else opened up. Stop. It, First of all, both of you argued that the X factor was AI and that the, AI would figure the, it out. The, so the you're re- going to stick to your the bullshit, reason I'm saying The I reason I'm that. saying X factor is because he wasn't necessarily saying this is how we're going to solve that problem. He was saying, by my logic, as this improves, so will this. So it was a ver- this very open-ended thing, which I thought, Categorized itself. There's as five things X-factor. you're working on, and any three of them come together, everything gets accelerated. X factor. <laughs> I hate you both so much right now. You can just say any statement and then go X factor at the end. That's, That's great. Pretty much Wonderful. It, and it's hard to refute. Yeah, no, very tough. Are we done with him then? Um, let me just see what else I got here. 
That sounds like we had our way with it. Oh, no. I, I thought it was Passing just on that whole uh, logic. Um, he was saying, like, politicians, it, it'll get dangerous because people like Oprah will go on and say, look, this is the new thing. Everybody will want it. Then politicians will have to start running on platforms of promising you the layman that you can live longer, right? So instead of universal basic income, it's universal basic income. And we're going to give you an extra 20 years if you vote for me. And then Bernie's like, well, you know, I'll give you 40 years if you vote for me. And this guy's like, 40 years, you'll all live to 200. Boom, we elect Trump, you know? And I guess he figures the only thing hospitals... He's the 200 guy. Hospitals before for people like breaking their arms or something, you know what I mean? Like you don't get sick anymore like the way we used to. I actually think elections would become an impossibility if people were living to 200. That'd be part of the public service. Like think about it right now. It's hard enough getting young people to vote for you as well as old people to vote for you. Imagine when there's people that are 150 walking around. You're you, Okay, well, what demographic am I going for here? The 20 to 30, the 30 to 40, the 40 to like Well, I, you might be voting for a guy who's already lived uh, 120 years, so he's seen, you know, a bunch of different generations. But they look great. That's the other thing I can't wrap my head around, you know what I mean? Like I think you can look 30 for to your 90 or something. I mean, that just seems crazy to me. It seems great. Won't want to be around for that because I would really stick out from the young bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like this mustache. No, he. this is the type of guy that makes me go on a uh, three-month uh, glee fest. Everything's coming. The X Factor's coming. I'm very excited. But in the same breath, he says, none of my colleagues can study this because if they... Uh, mention it it's like too woohoo for the establishment and they'll lose their grants and they'll lose this and they'll lose that and yet three and a half years i'd be more stoked if he x factor didn't look like a mad scientist hippie you know what i mean like if he was some clean-cut guy but i'm going with him he's got my vote it goes back he's a real mccoy i think i liked what he was saying more than i liked him but uh, i thought it was a great episode want to believe it yeah, it was much better than I remembered it being now that we went through all the- actually you know what I mean he was a dick to Joe a few times too like, he was, was su- he was super annoying but the the idea this idea of living longer it's what was the sport exciting. that Joe couldn't get punting that was it yeah that was just pushing a boat like a gondola yeah mm, not canoe <laughs> mm, no not sailing mm, yes I drink whiskey he just Five did that to me and I thought he was being a dick he was copying him that makes all the sense in the world I thought it was a wonderful and it was only like an hour 40 or something so it wasn't that long. I love how the times mean so much to us in a full week of having to listen to them it's like it's a blessing to see one you're like two hours my man well no but after an hour and a half you realize that the underlining whole answer the whole thing is X factor you're like okay underlying how about this? Does it not just seem like the ones that you want to be three and a half hours are like an hour and the ones that you want to be an hour are three are hours and 20 minutes, Michael yeah. Yo. X-Factor. It's always interesting if it's a Joe time constraint, the guest uh, time constraint, you know what I mean? If they well, can only really go, pe- you really petered off there with guests. Like you didn't want to mention that. A guest <laughs> and they guess or a guest they could only go for an hour. Yeah. Or, or whatever they've publicists. I've noticed that with the bigger stars seem to be on a schedule. Yeah. We got to get you out of here by, or I got to get out of here is usually what ends a podcast. It's so weird to me though. Like you'd think your publicist would know, well, this is Joe Rogan. So I'll allot 
three hours of time. They do that on purpose, Matt, because I they don't it. want to give three hours because yeah, yeah. that's open. Guys like Bernie, guys like uh, the politicians, uh, the actors, especially. If um, Robert Downey Jr. talks for three hours, that might be two hours of giving away information. He well, no, with away. him, it's like he might smoke a joint in second hour, and then by the third hour, he's got a heroin needle in his arm, and there's a <laughs> well, four under the desk. Whatever. <laughs> he stole Iron Man from somebody. <laughs> Who knows? It could all go real downhill for that guy. All right. Well, I guess uh, we'll fake pay a bill, and then... Uh, rate it. We got to rate the episode. No, we'll do that after the break. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. You're right. I give this one, and this I is, thought we had rated this for some reason. Did we not do that ten minutes ago? No, no I don't oh, think my so. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will give this a th- three and a half. I have a little bit more to give. <laughs> I'll give it a four. Yeah, well, you're giving the week a four, so you're sticking with these uh, these high numbers. Uh, I'll give it. I'll give it a three. There we go. There we go. That's three ratings. What did you rate it, Simon? Three and a half? Yeah. So we're all... My whole thing is going to be all fucked up, I think. I don't know. Whatever. You can re-rate it at the end if you feel. I'm I'm keeping my eye on this guy, though. Like, uh, it's just very interesting. Mars turned a new leaf. Mars turned a new leaf over the last two weeks, folks. It's really... He's a new guy. Yeah, It's not just the mustache. It's just the mustache. Is it? Okay. Well, the mustache was there, but I had to shave for it to... Like a, you had to let the mustache, the mustache come out for about a month. But the mustache is like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Transformers. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to uh, pay some bills, take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, gang, if you are in Ottawa, be sure to check out our sponsor for this podcast, Ward 14. Ward 14 is Ottawa's first and only consignment bar. That's right. Everything inside the bar is for sale. The bar stools, the bar tops, the board games, the fish. I don't know about the fish, but everything pretty much is for sale in this bar. They have a lovely food menu. They have uh, great specialty drinks. The staff are awesome. Uh, It's a quaint little place. If you're looking for a place to go in Ottawa, it's in the heart of Ottawa's Little Italy. Check them out. Ward 14, 139 Preston, right beside the fire station. Uh, Ward 14, sweet little consignment bar. Check them out if you are in Ottawa. Thanks so much. Give me a number. Number, Give me a name. Number 1433, Michael Yo, and this is where the week took a major downswing. Major. Because you've heard him before? Um Yeah, it was it was it was a t- on recently? Very recently. We've done him in the one yeah. year we've been doing and this. And this now. we've been doing this two years, I think. No. It'll be two years in November. Really? Yes. Feels like a lifetime. Anyways, um, yeah, no, I just think it was way too early. Frankly, this was the longest Joe Rogan interview of all times. It was three and a half hours of Michael Yo interviewing Joe Rogan. Yes. but and lo- you, Sorry, sorry, go ahead. But a lot of stuff had happened, and so it sort of was cool and it not be Red Man to have uh, Joe have a sounding board, I thought. Fair enough, but I thought we had all were in agreement that when the guest starts asking Joe questions, it means they have nothing to talk about. And if you're on the Joe Rogan show with nothing to talk about, like, you shouldn't be there. Go on the... The way, the way this show should work is that 80% is the guest and 20% is Joe Rogan discussing things that the guest just said, not... Or forget it. Whatever you want those numbers to be. Well, no, I go ahead, keep going. But the idea of, I don't know, man. The, this to me was like it was all Joe. This guy didn't have. Uh, 
you know what? Go ahead. It was more the issues they discussed because <clears throat> we haven't said anything, but um, I uh, thought he was going to get off, but uh, they got Harvey Weinstein. And they talk in depth about that and the um, casting couch culture. And I was just interested to see what Joe thought about it. So for me, that was just a good conversation. And like I said, that Michael Yo guy is the TMZ, Access Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like he, he knows what's up. What does know. that mean? He's TMZ, Access Hollywood. He knows what's up. Yeah, pop culture stuff. Like, um, and they did not agree or, you know what I mean? Like he didn't like Trump as much as Joe thinks Trump's hilarious. You know, you just yeah, hear yeah. the tone in his voice. And, I don't, I don't um, know if I maybe I didn't find him authentic. I don't know. Well, no, that's that's what I'm saying. He he's authentically uh, Access Hollywood TMZ. I get what you're saying. Okay. Guy, have you heard this whole thing about Trump before he was elected being worth like a couple of million, and now he's legitimately worth like a, in the billions? I've heard every theory. Yeah, yeah. maybe he owed money. Who knows? He's, uh, like made he's a, making tons of cash as the president. And that's what people were worried about as, as much as they were worried about World War Three and Well, they made Truman sell his cranberry bog, but this guy get to get to got to keep everything. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense, does it, Matt? No, it doesn't. But he's hilarious, no doubt. The funniest. Oh, he's the funniest president of all time. If you can just step back and not care what's going on, he's hilarious. Oh, he, for sure. From a humor value point of view, look, all the comedians love him because what are you going to do when he's gone? And, uh, half of your jokes are gone. I, I, Bernie I, impressions. I truly wonder that, that half He'll the shows. He'll be dead by that point. Or maybe more than half the shows that their product is making fun of him. Will they be able to poke fun at whoever the next president is. Yeah, but you know what? They always said that about The Daily Show. It was like, what are they going to do when Bush when Bush is out? They always had something. You know what I mean? There's always Politicians are always saying dumb shit, doing dumb shit. Still, I feel like they shifted just to the Republicans in general as being stupid. When Obama was in power, like he was good. You, you know what I mean? They were more on his side and the stupidity he's fighting against. Nah, I disagree with that. I think they did a good job of pointing out the stupidity on both fucking sides. But I only like the Jon Stewart Daily Show. I'm not a Trevor Noah fan. I agree totally. I am not a Trevor Noah fan at all. I nope. used to religiously watch that. Well, like when it was Steve Carroll and uh, Colbert. Steve Carell? Yeah, sorry. Steve Carell's uh, Colbert and Jon Stewart. Like that show was unfucking stoppable Anytime Jon Stewart was on, no matter who the Even correspondents were. Yeah. It, that show was incredible. And the second that John Oliver took over, even though it was all the same writers, just, it was different, man. It wasn't good. He's the master of the spit take. Who? Well, not literally spitting, but just look at the camera like... Yeah, John, John Stewart. John Stewart. John Stewart, yeah. yeah. John Stewart is like in um, Larry David category of fucking hilarity, you know? Also just a great dude. He left the show to go open up like an animal sanctuary. Really? Yeah, with his wife. No way. And, uh, Larry Wilmore? Larry Who the Wilmore? fuck no. is Larry Wilmore? He's another correspondent. For, I think so, yeah. He was a correspondent for The Daily Show. No, I'm talking about Jon Stewart. Oh. <laughs> um, the book that this um, Michael Yo talked about sounded good, though, uh, Never Split the Difference. It was that FBI agent who... It's a yeah, book on yeah. convincing people that they think that they're doing something for themselves, but they're actually doing something for you. 
And that uh, better be on the best sellers list or else he is terrible at his job. Do <laughs> you think that's a plant? Good one. Is that Matt. what you're saying? No. I, think about it. If he can't even convince his whole you that premise, it's a good book, then his whole premise problem. is like, I can convince you to do something that you think is good for you, but it's actually good for me, like buying his book. So I'm saying it better be a number one New York Times bestseller or else this guy's a fucking snake oil. Salesman. And I guess he the said the problem it. is it's a double. Sorry, Kamar. It's a double edged sword because you'd have to read his book to know that. So, oh, I realize the yeah. ploy, Simon. I'm there. It was all about how questions. How can we make this happen? How how can I help this move forward? Whose questions? The uh, FBI with the terrorists. Oh. No, I'm asking, no, I'm asking him, like, is he talking about Michael Yo? Who, whoever's trying to convince a person what they're doing is in their best interest? The FBI guy. Yeah. Fun Boys uh, International. Fun Boys International. That's FBI. You've heard that before. Yes, I have. I so didn't I make that up. The one thing he's missing better for worse is, but he, he's never smoked weed. I mean, that's just, I think, why you have trouble connecting with him. Well, he's half Asian, so... You know what part I found really funny? And you know me. I never badmouth Joe. I'm, a, I'm the Joe supporter in this whole thing. But when Joe's like, I always pay my taxes. I never try and get away with anything. And I'm like, yeah, of course you always pay your taxes. But you have accountants. These guys are working hard to maximize, in quotations, all of your tax returns. That's what they do. I, I just that seemed really if like Joe had to be at home with all his paperwork and, doing well, and so or Joe just saying no matter what guys no matter what the number is you just pay it don't try and like write something off here and write something you just pay it all no come on like I get it I get what he's saying he always pays his taxes that's what he should do that's what everybody should do I think his point Simon is that he probably pays close to 10 million dollars in tax a year yep and that he's saying that like it's a staggering amount of money that, yes, he does get the tax breaks where he can. Of course, I think every American does, as they should. Right, but he's not like Amazon finding a loophole to get out of paying altogether. I get what, that. That's what he's saying. He's yes. saying Warren sure. Buffett pays less in yes. tax than his secretary. You're right. You're right. I that you're, you're probably right. So if that's the case, then I take it all back. Yeah. But if what he was saying was what I was saying, I think he's a little disconnected to the real world. Well, we listen, we've spoken about it a few times. There's always a disconnect and there's no way there can't be. He's he's super rich, oh, no, super successful, super driven too. Like I Joe Rogan is one person I can look at and go beyond any reasonable doubt this guy deserves the success he has. Well, yeah, and I think it's really weird too because he is in some ways, he is very everyday manish or every, whatever. Of course, in you the know? sense that he doesn't live a lavish lifestyle. That's, he's not taking private jets. He's that, not like. That's right. Whereas other people in his tax yes. bracket are. He has the means to do lavish jet things. packing around, yes. you know. Like yes. Chappelle uh, takes the private jet and has the oxygen people show up. Or and, even more than that. Like, guys, that's nothing compared to some of the fucking shit, you know. Like, when you look at these people's houses and there yeah. multiple houses and, you know. Yeah, so that's why I say it can't be by accident. He's a good businessman. Oh, of course. I did, listen, I don't think you make it to where he is well, by being he, a dummy or a bad businessman. No, I agree with that. But I also think, too, that because podcasting was not a thing and then it was a thing, um, it is possible that a lot of this, like at one point, yes, you you would start to maximize. But the 
maybe he really did just fall into it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he definitely did. I'm not saying that. But once you fall into something, you can maximize the profit and the exposure and having the right guests on and getting rid of Brian. And you know what I mean? But I feel he didn't really do that until they stopped going live. Like that to me was when things really started kind of, I feel like right around that time when the whole, when he saw like the clip show, uh, that was like a year and a half ago. Okay, sure. Eclipsing him. You know what I mean? And like, he realized that these people were stealing money in quotations. I mean, they were just beating him to the punch, but whatever that right around there, he was like, I got to get a fucking way tighter handle on all of this. I feel like it was around when they did Twitter. The, the Jack Dempsey there, uh, Jack or Dorsey? Dorsey on yeah, there, and, and how he—it was one of the first times I really noticed him react. The fan to feedback blow, blow, from chatter or whatever, yeah. and uh, that's when he realized this was really big, and there's a, a lot of people invested in it. I mean, I believe him when he says, "Like, I never really realized how big it was getting, or like how many." I never looked at the numbers. I actually, for some odd reason, believe him. I think he's just too—he was already famous, too busy. Didn't care. Like, was just like, I enjoy doing this. I don't care what the numbers are. I envy him. Yeah, I do too, for sure. They talked about how awkward uh, Bill Maher was. That was kind of neat, because we all thought he was so awkward, and to hear them say that, to hear Joe say that. A little bit of validation. I was hoping he would mention his boots on the table, but... And I'll say it again. Kyle Dunnigan, you might not find him to be the funniest person. I understand that. His fucking Bill Maher impersonation is staggering dead on it is like and michael yo is maybe the only person i've ever seen on the show hear it and be like holy fuck like michael yo didn't think it was an impersonation he thought he used like some sort of it sounded exactly like exactly exactly i had never heard that one before i don't think he's funny but uh yes i agree with you 100 percent. that impersonation is Gotta be worth a hundred bucks. Okay, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a couple bucks. Like I've heard really good impersonations from some of the best. That is one of the best impersonations I've ever fucking heard. You can impersonate them on the phone. Oh, do take other money. He could hundred yeah, percent. If we can uh, jump back to Harvey Weinstein for a second, I thought it was interesting. They were talking about how they're now thinking about charging the age or no. Not thinking about it, but they were saying maybe they should charge the a- the agents who brought these girls to Harvey Weinstein. That's what Joe and Michael Yo yeah, were saying. Right, yeah. exactly. But that reminded me of that documentary about the little boy who got abused. I'm sorry, I don't remember. Fernandez or... Yeah, Gabriel Fernandez. Gabriel yeah. Fernandez. How the four um, social, social workers. workers get charged, not just the parents. It was like, that's exactly what should happen. Those agents who knew that, they should definitely be complacent. Or who were complacent should be so maybe not complicit. sent to jail, but like some, they should be accountable. But let me ask you a question, though. The girls that sucked his dick and got a role and thanked him at the Oscars, are they not then also complicit? No, they're just not allowed to um, claim a Me Too moment. You can't thank him like and, Rose McGowan. and win and then later. To me, anyways, like I, I'm not... There are lots of these women who never thank... Who after that, you know what I mean? That cut ties with him or whatever. But I'm with you. I have a hard time. If you're thanking him in your Oscar speech, why would you ever do that if... Because you don't have to thank him. 
unless he then held that against you and didn't give you more jobs because you didn't think that's I'm possible saying, too. None of these, you know, would have been great is if one of them went up and did like, I don't know if you've seen, but Courtney Love, Courtney Love was being interviewed on the red carpet and someone asked her, they were like, if you could give young actors or actresses one piece of advice, what would it be? And she hesitantly, she kind of looks around and she goes, she goes, oh, you know, I really shouldn't say it because I'll, I'll get sued for libel. And then she looks around again and she goes, if Harvey Weinstein invites you to a suite at the Four Seasons, don't go. Jesus And then Christ. she walks away. So my point is, one of these girls at the Oscars, where it's being televised and yeah. he's there, that's a perfect platform to go, just so everyone knows, this fucking troll-looking piece of shit over here, he made me suck his dick for this role, and I want every young actor and actress out there to know that that's what this guy's like, and if I never get a role after this, you all know how fucked up Hollywood is, and here's my Oscar, I'm out. That, to me, is what should have happened. That's what, uh, and they could have totally have done that, I guess, because I was just thinking what I said earlier, maybe I'm totally wrong, because maybe these girls would just have automatically, and I'm not even saying they had to su- they had to suck his dick but then they couldn't say anything because they would never work again you know what i mean i think that's he, the bigger big, he made sure of it with crime. all the other studios but what if matt says is right and they get up and say look if i'm going to get blackballed because of this it's definitely going to happen i'm telling you it ahead of the fact nobody could blackball her after that because it's a moot point cuz he's convicted and going to jail Yeah, but all I'm saying is this. Rose McGowan specifically came out and was like, she wrote a book about it and was super vocal. After he got arrested. Yeah, and my point was like, you yourself became famous because of this incident. And I'm not saying like, what I'm saying is you became famous because you did it. You decided, okay, this is a choice I'm making, which you didn't have to. You could have on the spot said, this career is not worth it. And I think... A lot of people probably did. I think, imagine how many women went to Harvey Weinstein's penthouse and didn't do anything. And probably, and we never know who they are. You know what I mean? Like, Rose, they never became actresses. But that's my point. Rose McGowan became an actress because she actively said, fine, this is what I have to do to to become this. And I'm going to become this. And then, and then as a sob story after the fact, I want to become famous again for it. I just, to me, that's fucking gross. It's gross that he, he at any point thought what he was doing wasn't wrong. But maybe it's not becoming famous again. Sorry, Kamar. Maybe it's not becoming famous again, Matt. Maybe it's, this is how I'm going to get the message out, just like you said. And instead of saying it once on TV, I'm going to put it in this book for eternity. Fair enough. And maybe she never makes a dime off of that. Maybe she gives all the money to fucking charity. That's probably what she does, frankly. Mm. I'm sure Rose McGowan has scream money still. I hope she does. Listen, I hope it was all worth it for her at the end of the day because I'm sh- I don't know. I I don't know that it was. I'm just hy- hypothesizing here. I mean, listen, know? I bet the problem is this is that at, at the end of your career you look back and you're like I did like something awful that I didn't want to do just to become famous because at the end of the day that's what it is. Like But how many, you want to become How rich. many people are there that are in that boat that didn't get famous and did horrible things like it's, I mean, it would be really sad. It would to, be powerful. Well, I agree 100%. Do you know what the saddest part would be? Uh, the saddest part would be to know how many fucking girls went up there, did that awful thing, and then became nothing because of it. The that's guys, the real fucking, that's the real travesty. At least if you got an Oscar out of it 
or a fucking $10 million movie. Oh, you're saying who had to suck dick and got nothing. That's my point. Imagine how many girls went well, up there. Well, wouldn't those girls then go and spill all? Like, he had to come through. That was all part of the thing. You know what I mean? Everybody who sucked his dick had to get become famous. Otherwise, they give his secret away. No, I'm saying like when you think maybe, about yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I agree with you. Because otherwise sense, you yeah. would just turn around. That's how you got. That's what he had to do. He had to make a lot of stars. Seems like a dangerous game, though, because you have to be getting dick sucks from girls that are legitimately talented. Like they have to stick around, right? I think he would just you can't just keep casting shit actresses. Can you? Well, I don't know. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Let's go through the movies. I mean, listen, let me just say this right off the bat. I don't blame any of these girls. Sorry, Kamar, one thing. I don't blame any of these girls. Harvey Weinstein's a terrible piece of shit. All I'm saying is you made the choice, and then it just seems advantageous to your career after the fact to be whining about it. You didn't have to do it. Go ahead, Kamar. Regardless, in a professional, um, respectful world, that... X factor of the entertainment industry shouldn't be ex- exist. I totally agree. And this has put all the other sleazy producers, movie makers on uh, on blast. Like uh, it, it, like he couldn't get away with it. They were all probably you know what Harvey's doing, what well, I'm doing. This whatever. started the Me Too, correct? This was probably a, was definitely Bill a Cosby, flashpoint. Wasn't it? Or- oh, I, we've had this discussion already. Yeah. Either way, yeah. I want to say this. I'd like to know because there's always inside stories. Like you always hear Joe talk. Like you know, you hear Joe talk about how they knew about Cosby. Like there was rumblings about Cosby a decade before. I'd like to know if there were agents that warned girls. Like, listen, you can have a meeting with Harvey Weinstein, but I'm sure there were. This guy is a piece of shit. If you were a good agent. You did that. And if you were a shitty, sleazy agent, you didn't tell these girls or you urged them to do it because you knew they were going to get famous and you were going to get cut a big fat fucking commission. Because you know what just dawned on me too? I, did, you, did you guys watch Entourage? Yeah. Do you remember like season two or three, Harvey Weinstein was portrayed in that as being like a piece of shit? Not so much on the sexual side, but just as being like a real dick? I don't remember. Well, my point is... I. It they seems, probably knew. Yeah, it seems like Hollywood was making jabs even back then. Yeah, well, it also seems like, again, they were mostly complicit because how does everyone just know and then keep this guy in power? I, I, I think he was like the king of Hollywood. You know what I mean? No, like legitimately. It's under, like I, that just seems it's so like Tom Cruise and Scientology, you know, that showbiz, Matt. <laughs> Holy fuck. That's dark, eh? Yeah, that's the actual that that's showbiz. That's the actual yeah, that's that gross. showbiz. Yeah. You used it in the wrong... Wah, wah, wah. Well, ideally, that's going to change. And because we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, I couldn't help myself but do for the movie game, uh, a Harvey Weinstein-produced movie, and that movie is Gangs of New York. I didn't know he produced that movie. I dug deep for that one. But I don't know who produced any movies, so there you go. Say that again. Gangs of New York. Gangs of what, New no, York. I... I heard Gangs of New York. What about it? Uh, he produced it. That was the only movie he produced? No, he produced uh, uh, yeah, a million of them. Yeah. But that was just a, that was a crazy movie at the time. Okay, yeah. Well, won Oscars, didn't it? Holy shit. Uh, nominated. Dude, the, that, there's not even room for another pen in there. Where's Simon going? He just left? He's looking for a pen. Can Starring, I point something out to you, Kumar? Look at, look at, look at the seat. Like, look what his anus does to that chair. That was fine one day? Yeah. 
Oh, dude. Simon's the only person that sits in that, and it's just the most frayed. It's like you have a, a an ass of sandpaper. I had like a nervous breakdown the other day because I couldn't find a pen in my house. Yeah. And you must have a thousand pens over there. It's probably 25. There's a lot of them. There's a lot, yeah. If you need a pen, you got to have a pen. That's it. Simon, you can take a few pens when you leave. I was just going to steal them, but thanks, man. <laughs> My uh, my Junus was coming out. It's good to know you'll just steal from my house what you need as opposed to just asking for it. That's No, it was a lighter thing, and I don't even mean to take those. They just end up in my pocket out of... There's already one missing. I it's in my pocket. Yeah, I know. But I actually need that one. I've left a lot of I like how you're like I, I, you're like I'm stealing this lighter but out of necessity, <laughs> so just know it. <laughs> I've left a lot of lighters here, too. It's part of the game, man. That's, that's, that's admission. This is what that's I mean. The price of admission. Like... That's the game. That's showbiz, Matt. And this is the movie game brought oh. to you by, insert your ad here. Oh, Gangs of New York? Yeah. Simon, you can see, you get my book? Do you see what Kamara just did there? Yeah. Heineken. <laughs> <laughs> did you get me a pen, Simon? You just got oh, yourself one, right? I thought you had a pen in your hand. I saw you. Oh, it's oh, a jewel. It's a jewel. Stupid jewel. I'm getting, this is the last month of this fucking jewel. That's so for this sure. This was uh, directed by Martin Scorsese. No, I'm done. Dude, I can hear myself every third breath. It's, it's. I don't have a pad anymore. There's a full breakdown. How'd you go through a full pad, Simon? This is like a hundred pages. Because I was also keeping um, ratings. So. Okay. Yeah, you use way much faster. Pad space as you did, Matt. Did you, you guys find know. that uh, Michael Yo was a little harsh on his mother? I don't even remember him talking about his she, mother. She didn't want him to uh, speak Korean because. Uh, oh yeah, because Koreans were low, were frowned and upon. He's like, "Fuck, ma! If you just for let, help yeah. me, I could, I could I be like, doing. I could get two Netflix specials out of this. Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt like. I have a feeling the Koreans wouldn't be so down with Michael Yo doing a Korean. Although you never know. Oh no, the world's. They love Tiger. I think they get behind their peeps. Keep your eyes open. Okay. Gangs so, of New York. Year. So the year is the first one, huh? Martin Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Daniel Day-Lewis. Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. John C. Riley. Cameron Diaz was my least favorite part of this movie, but I fucking love this movie, man. Yeah, they didn't have soap back Dude, then. Dude, when they, when they had those fight scenes right at the beginning, like it gets long and weird, the movie. I didn't like this movie. But those initial fight scenes when Priest is fighting uh, Jack the uh, Butcher. Savage. Oh, fuck, that's cool, man. It's so cool. If they had just made the whole movie like that, all different gangs fighting each other all the time instead of all the fucking love story and bullshit. It's long and weird. Yeah, maybe I didn't love that movie that much. Anyways, Do you have the year written down? Uh, no, I'm, I'm getting there. Produced by convicted rapist Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Jesus, my phone's just blowing up. Okay, here we go. Fucking bullshit. All right, I have 2002. Oh, fuck. I said 2007. 2002! Oh! Way to go, Maddie. We get a point. Huge, huge, huge. That was weird. You just said got off your phone, though. But anyways, I'm sure it was your phone. Oh, yeah, up. you're absolutely right. And what did <laughs> oh, he my say? God. My phone's just blowing up. Yeah, yeah it's, with information about with the, the right movie answer. game. Yours is blowing up, too. It is? Yeah, you're getting a million texts right now. Oh, fuck off. See? <laughs> Your phone's blowing up too, buddy. Not with answers to the wow. movie game, obviously. All right. Now so, Matt's got his foot on Simon's throat. Yeah. So budget followed by 
box office. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Little Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I guess I see Kyle Dunnigan as being so much more funny than I could ever be, and he just makes me insecure. <laughs> and so that's on me. But yeah, this is a savage time in New York City. 1863. Dude, I just put up some wild numbers here. Some wild numbers. Well, I think uh, around the 2000s, it was a pretty consistent thing. We'll see. All the movies were cost a amount of money. I put up some wild numbers here. But uh, I think the big blockbuster numbers we see are happening more recently. Big. Yeah. Because it just keeps growing. Simon, holding on too tight, overthinking. He's probably got three dates. But he's overthinking now. I'm looking at mine, and I'm I'm ready to rethink one of mine. You Actually, committed. You know. Okay, let's go. There it is. All right, I'll stick with it. Fuck. Okay, Simon, I got I got go. the year right, so you go first. All right, I said 150 million to make, and I think it grossed um, 380 million. Well, we're only 50 million off on one, but we're a mile off on the other. I said 202 million to make the movie, and I said it grossed 868 million. Well, it kind of grossed that much because the most a movie ever grossed was like some Marvel movie, and it was 500 million at that point. Yes, so uh, we're you guys are it. both a little uh, aggressive here. The budget was 100 million. Okay, so I'm closer on yeah, that. Yeah, but you are no, no agreed, but I'm closer. And the box office was 193 million, and I'm also oh closer God. on that. Yeah, but both of us are a fucking. But as mile a off. as a inside I, win for me, I think around the odds, all movies cost around 100 million dollars, and we're lucky. To I thought I this guess, one yeah. could cost more because of all the famous actors. No, in it. for me, you know it was the I mean? sets. Well, that too. Yeah. It like was built, a lot. They built like old New York, so I was thinking, it okay, was, the sets and it the was actors. A ton, but my logic on the thing was right about how much movie make because. Um, it was Star Wars uh, up to one point and then it became Avengers something and those were like 400, 500, 600, you know what I mean? The big dogs. Yeah. And that no, only find happened out what fucking in... Phantom Menace made more than $400 million at the box office. You're crazy. Or it was 500 and then the next thing made 600 and the next thing, whatever, you know, all I'm saying was... But this I, is... Uh, Jamie, pull that up. This was 20 years ago, you know, $100 yeah. million dollars was a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, now that's the budget on like the advertising for some of these movies. Yeah, marketing product. It's no what Tom Cruise gets just to fucking leave the Scientology yacht. Dude, I was listening to How Did This Get Made the other day. They were live in Chicago and they did Space Jam. Do you know how much Space Jam has made off merchandising to date? How much? I believe it was $1.9 billion. Space Jam, eh? Really? That was yeah. my idea. You know what's crazy, <laughs> Matt? <laughs> When what? you go and look at, and this is kind of how this whole movie game started with like um, my family, because we, we were talking about Pixar one day, mm -hmm. and we went and looked at how much Pixar movies cost to make, and they're like 400 million to make, yeah. you know what I mean? And we were like, holy shit. I mean, their gross is insane, too. And their cartoons. And their cartoons, and you're like, holy fuck, like what is even going on here? And that kind of, you know, led us down some rabbit holes, but... But I think the first Toy Story took them years to make, too, didn't it? It, it did. But by the time they were making um, yeah, they had Nemo yeah, or yeah, whatever, they had it down. But it still cost a ton of money. It just didn't take them six years to do anymore. Well, what was the movie? What was it? Final Fantasy? That took them like eight years to make that movie? Re it was animated? Really? Yeah. Took them forever. I remember when I was a kid, 
I must have been like um, 10 years old, somewhere around there. And my babysitter took me and my sister to this. Um, I don't even know what it was to this day. It was some like, it was this robot movie and it was in 3D, but back when like 3D was at its most uh, basic, you know what I mean? I think it was 3D. I don't even know. But it it must have been heavy metal. You know that uh, magazine? Yeah, of course, yeah. It must have been a heavy metal cartoon. But there were robots having sex and like... Sounds like heavy metal. It was fucking crazy, man. It's exciting. Yeah. Did you guys think it was weird when he was sort of like, uh, well, you know, I'm not a regular at the comedy store. I mean, I do shows and stuff. And Joe's like, well, why have you never just asked me? Well, like almost as he it was weird that he put him on the spot on the air talk about it and then you realize that those producer shows mean there's people who are not comedy store caliber but are performing on that stage well does get it sorry sorry does getting passed at the comedy store that means you're now paid is that yeah i think it means you can also perform there pretty much whenever you want you're calling your avails so he's still not that he at the comedy that. store yeah but like he said he's only been doing it for 10 years Mm-hmm. He's just famous from something else. He's, he's well. He he said his second set was opening for Damon Wayans. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's like that's a lucky. He's like a really good. Well, also a huge stage to open on. He didn't do open mics and stuff. Yeah, he no just shit. started doing stand up. Yeah. So that's impressive in itself. Well, that's kind of like um, Charlie Murphy. Well, the other guy who got passed at the comedy store, Martindale. Justin Martindale, yeah. yeah. Well, his is really, in retrospect, uh, which is on the Patreon, um, super cool because he's the last person to get past. And it's such, again, the comedy store, a unique way. He showed um, a video of his kid playing golf. That's legit. The kid hitting the ball was. You watched it? I watched it, okay. yeah. It's unbelievable. Because I was going to say, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Wow. Because it's not even like the kid um, stops for a second, just looks at the phone, straight as an arrow, hot, like, and it's a two-year-old. Wow, this deflates my whole take on this. <laughs> <laughs> Simon. But he's, he's like, he's uh, Asian and black, so he's like a Tiger Woods. Like, it's not far from the realm of... And he's got a supportive dad. That's just the imagine, perfect well, no, race say, for imagine, golf. Imagine if we figured out there was mixes that made you like just incredible at certain things. Like well, that was the be. golf. Game. I think that's exactly be. what we're finding out, man. Like what is um Cabaclasian? What is um who's the three point guy on Steph uh, Curry? Yeah. What what's his dad is I well, know is black. But is his mom white? Is that why know. he's lighter skinned? Possibly. Good question. Because imagine that's just like the perfect three-point shooting race, and then you have the perfect golf race, and holy shit. But I think the perfect person is a little bit of everyone. Well, no? of course you do. Come on. Let's just be together. You're so happy. Let's just be together. Sunshine. But that's like CRISPR, right? Yeah, kind just of. Just back to Audrey DeGray for a second, or whatever his name was. Um, Aubrey. That's what we, we'd figure out what's the perfect mix for golf, and then they would just bioengineer it. Yeah. Excellent. Are you putting deodorant on? No. Oh, sorry. It's just wiping sweat on his bare hand. <laughs> break down, the third, the, break joint down the third wall. That's not happening anymore, Matt. We're now smoking solos. <laughs> Without solo. Okay, solo. Uh, okay, sorry. Let's uh, see what else we got. Yeah, so I can't do that whole thing. What do you mean, baby? what else we got? There's four hours. These guys talk for four they hours. They re-spoke about Devontae Wilder. Deontay, sorry. Deontay. And... Um, 
Joe had thought it through the week and had decided that, and I agree, the suit is enough to like throw you off for a f- 30 minutes in that suit, man. I mean, listen, I somewhat agree for us. I, I mean, he's a fit. He's a fucking athlete. But I've already said he's not a good boxer, but that just put him at more of a disadvantage than he already was as less skills. Here's my whole thing. Let's say, let's say you lose the fight and you get back to your hotel room and you think to yourself, motherfucker, I think the suit was what did it. I'd go to my grave with that shit. I'm not telling, I'm not letting people know. I'd rather just be like, yeah, the six foot nine gypsy beat me up as opposed to like, oh, I, my suit beat but it, me up. It, it meant a lot to him because it was he's doing it Black Panther for Black History Month. So, you know, the big show, he got caught up in it. He's not that old. That is fucking bullshit. He'll never man. do it again. He got beat. No, and no, he doesn't no. want to say he got beat, and it has nothing to do with the weight of his head. Carry dress. a forty-pound suit for. Do you have any proof that that thing was forty pounds? It could be more. It could be five pounds. It could be made of foam. It could be, but they're saying it's about forty pounds. Well, because that's Who's the narrative they? he Mike, wants. Michael you- Yo. Okay, this, this is crazy. J- Silva, is that who's saying it? No, but he says something about the complex weight and differential between universes in a single layer. <laughs> On the Patreon. He also said that Netflix sold $212 million worth of DVDs. Well, he was putting a DVD out. Yeah, that, that Jamie, shows how crazy. They both shot all over Jamie. Well, right there, they were like, Jamie was like, Netflix still delivers DVDs. And, oh. and they were oh, both yeah. like, no, they fucking don't. And Jamie was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, you'd be foolish to argue with Jamie. It's crazy though to think that was 1.8% of their yearly sales or something like that, whatever it was. They make a fucking shitload of money. They also spend a stupid amount of money. That's a nice little slice of the cheddar. But as we know, they're going down. Well, Go, they're, they're going down swinging. They're like $4 billion in debt right mm-hmm. now. But be- with this coronavirus, they're going to go through the roof. Because people are going to be staying in. It's all ups and downs. Well, there was a photo of China recently, like the pollution over China. has dropped substantially because no one's going outside. No work's being done. But they say they're going to go back in like two weeks. It's a good way to keep it spreading. But the machine is stopped and they realize it's a machine that's got to keep going. It's a dangerous game we play. I wonder if they have pensions over there in China. I doubt it. They're communists. So they're just taking care for life. Well, but they, yeah, they don't have well, pensions. I think that's the idea, isn't it's, it? Yeah. yeah, you give and they give back. Yeah, and then once to you're you. old. But how, you're old, how you're... good is what they give back when they're the ones decide, they're the arbitra- arbitrary deciders of what's enough? And well, what not only that, they also, what, don't they also decide the retirement age? Well, that too, Could which they... is 150. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but people can be rich there. Yeah, which is a weird, weird thing to think about. Because we always grew up thinking communism was one specific well, thing. Well, now people can be rich there. That's a very new Recent. time in China. It's just because of the prime minister that they have right now. Before this, it wasn't like that. This yeah, but g- we're talking the last 20 years. Sure. Sure. From Tiananmen Square. You're, I mean, I'm 40. 20 years was half of my life, yeah, so yeah, half just, of my yeah, life yeah, was fine. not like that. It was 30 years ago. Which is a weird thing to say. Um, they talked about aliens for a little bit, so just because Buckle they, up, because they did, we can. He doesn't believe in aliens. Well, or he no, he, he made some stupid, 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 stupid uh, statements. Rookie mistakes. 
Well, he's like, well, um, there can't be aliens because the sightings, nobody ever has the same sighting, which is Joe called him on right away. Obviously, the uh, Phoenix Lights, there were like hundreds of people who saw the same thing or variations on the same thing, which is interesting. Um, We've talked about this before, but that really is one of my favorite uh, narratives that a lot of people who saw the lights saw that in this triangular pattern. And because they were seeing all these different lights, they assumed it was many different crafts in a V formation. But then other people say, no, this was one giant craft with V lights running underneath it, which is just such a neat idea to think. Both are very cool, right? Like a squadron of UFOs or one giant mothership just flying over Phoenix. Bigger than you can imagine. I guess my question... Go, Matt. Well, no. One of my questions is like, you know, when we talk about aliens that have the capability to come here from obviously outside of our solar system, but they still have lights on their ship. They could have lights, Matt, for like a million different reasons that just don't even equate to us. They, we could be looking at something that has... they. It's not even lights at all. It's like... Uh, who who knows, man? the The idea of us trying to rationalize something about their spaceships in our tiny little brains. But so there's okay. So hold like, on. here's wait, a really wait, wait, good example. Stay with that point for a well, second. I got to write it yeah, down. Yeah, write it down. But stay with that point because I will forget, and I don't have a pen near me. Yeah, go. Joe's argument then on your our little brains thing. Joe's whole argument is based around what we do and how we operate and what we think about things. So. His argument can also be shot down in the sense that an alien that has the capability to come here that's that far advanced might literally not give two shits about us. There's a very good possibility of that. It is one of the possibilities. Again, my argument to that is... But again, that's putting us onto them. I don't know what the answer is, Matt. That's my thing is he's, he's always like... Like you just said, like, well, that's our small brain way of interpreting it. And I I agree with you. Well, the big picture, though, I mean, is, look, yes, you could say, why would we bother looking at the ants? But to me, that's like, that's because we look at ants all the time and it's not a big deal. Imagine that they just got here. We'd be something they'd never seen before, whether we were an ant or something they deemed more important. I just think that they would be checking us out either way. I don't think you travel yeah, but even the then- star system and don't check out what you see, period. It's like the Federation in Star Trek. Sometimes they'd land on a planet where it was fuzzy little balls that simply reproduced to kill you, and sometimes they found other races that helped them form new federations, you know? I get it. All I'm saying to you is this. We do watch the ants. I'm with you on that. We observe them. We build a little shit for them, this, that, and the next. We don't try to communicate with them. So I I might agree with you that... Go back to my Star Wars or Star Trek one. I think that's the better analogy because you're traveling through this galaxy, through wherever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you get to somewhere where the people aren't like you. Maybe they're not. Look, when the when the humans get to meet the um, whatever Spock is, the Klingon, not the Klingons, the Vulcan. Vulcan. Thank you, Kamar. You're welcome. Vulcans are so fucking smart that they're like humans. We don't even want, you know, you're so far below us, but they still join the Federation. They still all get along like they're, 
just because they're the ants and they're the fucking gods. It, again, that could just as easily be the case. Either way, my point was still that I believe they might fly over us, but they're not going to try to contact us. Well, nobody in the Phoenix Light said anything about contact. There was no contact at all. It was just a mass sighting of this craft or crafts. I get it. So there you go. What I was going to say was... So there you go. So there you go. <laughs> X Factor. So there you go. Um, it's, we All the UFOs that get described in... Um, people seeing them, whatever it is in this case or in other cases where people say they saw discs or whatever, right? What the, you know, the classic UFO that could just be people seeing something and getting it wrong, right? Or extrapolating what they saw. Chances are something like the Nimitz video uh, not the video, but the description from general Fravor there, just the Tic Tac, that silver tic-tac, no edges, no nothing. That's probably more likely. I mean, more likely what nothing's likely, but that would make more sense than them having viewing windows and shit. You know what I mean? Because they probably have technology that the whole thing is a viewing window. I, I just find that interesting. Or it could be right. Every, every different race of aliens could have totally different technology. And the same way you're saying that we're ants to them, the little green men who drive in the UFOs could be ants to the giant ship that was flying over Phoenix. And that's probably the case. Anything you can imagine could be. I think it was fun that he came into the lion's den and went out swinging. You know what I mean? Like it was a fun little tilt. Uh, Joe, like a little sparring of uh, aliens versus no aliens belief. I mean, he already had it with Brian Green before. It was a lot easier. This was just easy work for Joe. Yeah. Wrap it up. Tap, tap, tap. Well, fuck. The government set up a whole department just to make up uh, stories about what the UFOs were. That'd be a wicked job. The, the guy didn't like it, man. Heineck, he ended up being a believer in the end. But it was his job to go out and say it was like 70% of the cases He's they, a they couldn't explain. And he had to come up with uh, swamp gas or whatever, you know, anything. It's like in, um, it's that's one of my favorite parts in Men in Black, eh? Where they come in with the fucking little memory white thing. Eraser. Yeah. Then they call in the fucking cleanup committee and they just zap everybody. Yeah, I didn't yeah get you would like that. that but. It's, it's fun. Are we done with Michael Yo? Well, we're, we're done with the aliens for sure. And Michael Yo, oil, drugs. Um, oil and drugs. That's what you have written down there. Oil and drugs, legal and illegal rule the world. That's my, um, that's that's your my note? note. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Well, just that those two things, oil and drugs, yeah. one which is illegal and one which is legal are the two driving forces, drugs being prescription drugs, not necessarily. So both being legal, I guess, drive the economy and make the, these are the reasons why um, we're not seeing these cures for diseases. And these are the reasons why we're not seeing the, uh, the, um, environment get better because big oil stifles it and big pharma stifles it and if you could remove just those two things from the equation i bet our world would improve um exponentially they're broken models uh, a thousand percent and think about how those two broken models 
seep into politics and just everything. You know what I mean? Like everything. Again, again we're back to the, the the best thing is everyone can point out what's wrong, but it's like what's the solution? You know, Bernie. Bernie, not anymore. Now that Biden's up there, that was funny though. When Joe was talking to Michael Yoni's, like, I mean, it really was the biggest extrapolation on uh, uh, endorsement ever. Well, I, if I was to vote, I might vote for him. Like, he's in, he's, he's in, hundred percent. I don't know yeah, if you guys absolutely. saw it this week, but Garth Brooks was in Detroit, <laughs> and he posted on Instagram a photo of him wearing a Barry Sanders jersey. And it just says Sanders, obviously. And the comment section like was... Like Barry Sanders from the Detroit Lions. That's the one. Yes. Okay, thank the you. The jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah gotcha. So he's wearing a Detroit Lions yeah. jersey that says Sanders. And the comment section is just insane. It's just people like, Garth, I was a fan for so long, but no longer. People just like, Garth, what are you going to do when he dis- when he distributes all your millions to the poor? And just people like that don't know that Barry Sanders was a player for Detroit, obviously, and that Garth Brooks... Probably is not a Bernie Sanders supporter. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. It's getting it's getting tight though. It's so weird, man. I, I that never occurred to me they have the same name. If you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, you could just buy old Lions gear. It just <laughs> it it just goes. It's a to great show idea, man. It's like how crazy the internet can uh, overreact to something. So you always have to take a second. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, you got to take a big second. But it's never enough it's time. It's like a 10-second delay you need, you know? Mm, absolutely. 10 Mississippis and take another look back at the internet. And Barry's like, why do you hate me? Yeah. You're bringing so many people into it. Like it's- I'm the most underrated football player of all time. Well, how do you play for the Lions for Sorry, long? Sorry, not underrated. Like, um... I find he's like overlooked when people talk because he never won a Super Bowl. The because he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But a Super Bowl, uh, they had trouble winning games. He's hands down the best running back. No one of one three, of. Yeah. I mean, top. It, who Walter else? Herschel Walker. I've always Payton. wanted to say this on a podcast. He's in the Walter conversation. Payton. Herschel Walker. Well, there's Gail Sayers. The guy there's from, Jim Brown. Uh, the Cowboys. The Emmett, Emmett Smith Emmett has got to be in the conversation. He had an amazing line. Joe, I was going to say Joe Morris from the Giants. The reason you no. the, the reason you would have to say the reason you'd have to say Barry Sanders is better than Emmett Smith is for exactly what you just said. Emmett Smith was surrounded by fucking really good team. Yeah. Barry insane. Sanders was all by himself out there. But there's another guy Literally. who was amazing who played for a shitty team at the time, Thurman Thomas. Oh yeah. He was amazing. Oh yeah. Like, yeah there's a lot. Like that Adrian was the Peter- Bills, eh? Adrian Kumar? Peterson. That was the Bills, yeah. yeah. And it's longevity because they only play three years. Poor Thurman Thomas got stuck with Kelly. Those two just couldn't make it happen. They lost to the Giants twice, man. Oh, who's the guy, there who's the guy that played for the Rams? Thank God for the Bills. Eric I have Dickerson? nothing to talk Eric about. Eric Dickerson, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was great. He broke too. He has the record. He Adrian would, Peterson. He was so tall, too. Uh, Dickerson. Dickerson. Yeah. He used to just leap over people. And his fuck. knees were in your face. That's what I mean. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, one year. I thought he said Bo Jackson. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. So, I mean, the, the conversation Good one, goes on. Matt. Barry Sanders is always in it, of course. But I think Barry Sanders is top three. Agent Peterson is falling into that trap. He was amazing. He has to be in the, the conversation. He has um, to. He's in second. He nearly broke the record that season. And he can fucking beat up a wolf. Can, no, uh, that was not Adrian can, Peterson. Oh, that wasn't. It was that. Arian, Arian Foster. Foster. Yeah, you're right. But there was, um, like, it's so far removed. Now, who's the running back for the Rams? He was amazing. Oh, Did we I just say that? Eric Dickerson. No, no, no. That, oh, I know. Oh, like recently, like in the early 2000s. He's got a weird name. I can't believe I forgot it. What the fuck was his name? Lieutenant he was General or something? No. <laughs> what the fuck was his name? Lieutenant 
I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Who else? I hope someone's oh, screaming at their podcast. Terrell Davis. No, Terrell Davis. Well, Terrell no, but I'm Davis saying he should with, be in the um, yeah with the Broncos. Broncos. But I'm saying Terrell Davis had a short career, but he was an incredible fucking running back. And Michael Yo was a football player, so this is all fitting. Yeah. And my final note is who should be Bernie's running mate when he wins the DNC? I don't care. Who do you think should be his running mate, and who do you think will be his running mate? Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Yeah, nice. He was an animal. He wouldn't be a good running mate. Maybe he would. I, I don't think I don't put him in the conversation. Jocko Wilner. So that's who you want to be his running mate. Who do you actually think will be Tulsi? Really? So that's who I want to be. That's what we want. Uh, who I can't think be. She's will too be. Young. I have too no young. idea. I think can't it's going to be someone you've never heard of. Hey, hey. Can't be Tulsi. Well, apparently. Why? Because if he dies, she can't be president. She's too young. She was running for president. Oh, yeah. How old is she? Matt, come on. She was running for president. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. Is she 40, though? Is what's the it's 35? What, that whatever, it, whatever it is, she's eligible. How yeah, about she was Pete Buttigieg dropping out? Your boy. Why my your, boy? Your twin. <laughs> your long lost brother is just boom like that. Gone. Yeah, Mayor Pete. I thought he was the uh, Manchurian. Can- I thought he was so the Manchurian candidate. Okay. I was close. I guess not. You know, it's spooky Matrix moment on Sunday Night Live at the uh, Dem uh, interview thing. Mm-hmm. Colin first stands up and says, "I, I'm Pete Buttigieg, and I'll be uh, withdrawing in three days." And three days later, three he days withdrew. Later, he withdrew. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! I can play it to you. It's almost like uh, Lauren Michaels knew somehow. So I mean, think about knew. it. They NBC have knew. they have fucking numbers. They're like of this. Course this, they know. this goddamn thing is costing us like a million dollars a day. Lauren might have been a big supporter of Buttigieg. But what's interesting know. in the aftermath? Who has Buttigieg put his support behind? Who? Guess. I don't know. Elizabeth Not Bernie. Warren. Joe Biden. Oh, of course. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because he just won big in South Carolina. Billionaire from billionaire supporters to billionaire supporters. It makes sense. It's very interesting. Except it was the tech that was into uh, Budacic, wasn't it? It was a bunch of tech companies backing him. Oh, I think I heard maybe Bernie would have Andrew Yang as vice president. Uh, that would be great. I thought Yang kind of already has disqualified himself by working at CNN. Well, yeah, but I no, I don't. I'm saying do I we think know if that? Bernie comes knocking. No, I'm saying mentally, it's all a cesspool they for us. Get in and out of it. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. But he should have not done that. He should have just kept to himself and waited so he could come in as the VP um, untarnished. You I know? think the name of the game is being notice uh, in the spotlight whatever don't let don't go he, dark he didn't get that much uh coverage at the actual debates i i hear what you're saying now yeah he's getting the platform if you don't um you, he would just disappear completely possibly yeah yeah sorry well that's it that's all i got unless you guys got more for michael leo no rate it simon start with you you're well, going lowest. No, I I was going to go really low, but now my whole week's, I'm just wrong on my rating. <laughs> I This was a decent episode. They talked about some really good stuff, and uh, we did a good job reviewing it. I think that... <laughs> Fumble uh, break. Yeah, a little pat on the I back. I think that it's like a 3.5. I think it's right there, man. Kamar? I went in going, I don't... I can't believe he's back already. What does he have to hey, talk about? you texted about? us. And then I saw the length. I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah, you texted us that too. And it turned out that I loved it. I gave it a four. Like it was Uh just all the current events of the week. And Michael Yo, that personality is 
good to have a conversation with. You know what I mean? <laughs> I give it a three. I thought it was all right. I again, I went in being the same as you. Like this is too long. Why? Why? But it wasn't terrible. But I also don't think it was a great. Like I'm not sitting here like, I'd oh, I'd love if he came back on next week and did another three and a half hours. Just to do the final thought a little bit differently this week on Michael Yo, I'll ask you a question. Do you think he's sincere as a person? Sincerely never smoked weed person. Well, no, I know that. But do you think like uh, it, it was he like trying to portray somebody or was he just being himself? I think that's him. Like it, it, it's Hollywood. Michael Yo. Like, that's showbiz, baby. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> Matt, do you want to partake in this uh, final thought? No. Well, fuck you then. Let's move on. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last episode of the week. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And this one, I won't take back any negative things I'm going to say about it. There will be no, at the end, me saying, oh, I've made a big mistake here. No pulling your punches? This one was terrible. 1434, Trevor Thompson. And I'm sorry, I should qualify that by saying anybody who fights for their country... That is way more than I've ever done for anybody, anywhere, anytime. But this, I, I couldn't have been more uninterested. I've got to say of all the military guys that are skydivers after fact and do all extreme stuff, he's been the one I've liked the most of them all. Can I, can, the most can I just throw this out there for you, though? Why are we um, celebrating... The, these people who are clearly with everything we know and they know making us watch attempted suicides. You know what I mean? Like everybody who he even said it one tiny little mistake in that suit. Every it's like the climbing. Everybody dies. They all, nobody has friends in these two respective things, the free climbing that Alex Hanel does and the wingsuits because all of their friends die doing it. Mm-hmm. That's how they want to die. Which is fine. I just don't know if like... But they hope they don't die, I'm sure. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. What well, do you think, man? They didn't talk about that for that long. No, they didn't, but it really got me thinking about like... Base jumping and skydiving. Base jumping, skydiving, and I get it. He's in the military. These guys come from the military, which is a weird thing, right? Because they still want that adrenaline and, like he said, to figure out control or whatever. But, like, I don't know, man. It's a weird message to be sending to people who are looking up to you and shit because that you are but who's looking up to this guy no one knows who this guy is the thing is about no, you're right who, who he's on rogan so i assume people are looking up to him i don't know just because it's adults watching him and not kids doesn't mean that people aren't like getting ideas from this guy still the thing is with wingsuiting you can't just do it yeah that's what that, you've got to learn how to mount climb like it takes no 10 years you could be, totally just do it you can be an asshole and just do you it you have to buy an expensive suit like <laughs> like what did this guy say he said he would never teach somebody how to do it but if they wanted to do it enough and they got around him and learned how to do it he'd then support them i guess that makes sense because the whole time you say you can't do it for another five years or whatever Unless unless they come to the table with some experience in skydiving and whatnot. I was going to say, if you had like a thousand skydiving jumps, and even then you had probably wingsuited from a plane, 
I assume that's your first step. You get a wingsuit, you jump out of a plane, and you don't go anywhere near the side of a mountain. You just learn to control the fucking thing. And even then, I assume once you jump like off a cliff and you're close to the mountain, you do it like pretty far away at first. And then eventually you get like, I don't know. It it crosses off all the T's because you have to prepare, 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 and then execute. And when they're in the, the, the battle theater... (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? They prepare, they prepare, they prepare, and something might happen, something might not happen. And on a weird note, uh, at the same time this came out, Trump signed a big peace deal with the Taliban. Yeah, and in 18 that. years of war. Nothing wrong with that. Gotta be happy about that if it works out. But yeah, these guys, I think the thing that saves him the most is the photography. Mm-hmm. Like a, a constructive, not... Uh, well, Life him a risking, job risking creative uh, endeavor and hunting, of course, which which keeps you sharp. I mean, I, I think they, they have no choice. If they do anything less than just get involved in a bunch of stuff, they'll be depressed and like unhappy after what they've been through overseas. I just don't understand the hunting. I mean, I get it. Listen, I wasn't at war either. So but like. I well, especially what he wants to hunt, like he, like he wants to hunt a mountain lion. What do you mean you don't understand the hunting, though? To me, the, it like. It's just an adventure, you know? Because of this one, I finally... I can just go out to the woods and walk around with you guys just as no, easy no, no. taking a life. That's well, all. but then you're going to eat what you Listen, kill. I'm not against hunting, Simon. Like, we're going to eat... Hold on. Sorry, take, it, take it down yep. a peg. I'm not against hunting. I'm not saying people shouldn't go out and hunt. I don't care. I'm just saying, me personally, I don't understand it. I don't... Especially, mm-hmm. And this is my bigger point. The deer that you're going to eat, I get it too, but like this guy just specifically wants to go out and hunt a bobcat with a bow... And then, like, eat the bob. Like, sure, you're going to eat the bobcat, but, like, I don't know. It's That's a mountain it. lion. The way these, whatever. The, the way these guys hunt is, like, they prepare, prepare, prepare. And if they're not prepared enough, you could die before you kill anything. And it's all this build up, build up for the one moment, like, of getting the buck or whatever the prey is. Or you go through all that three, four days and don't come out with anything. Like, it's. Listen, again. That'll I, make you appreciate getting one. And You uh, like to shoot. We yeah. know that. I do like to shoot. You yeah. like to eat. We know that. Mm-hmm. Do you like to cook? Yeah. So the only bad part is probably like the gutting and the skinning. Nope. No, even then, I don't want to take the... Li- Listen, again, I understand where meat comes from. Okay. I get that. I understand and that you're, animals you're died. you're doing some sort of population control, too. You're doing a good thing Listen, out there. Listen, like I said, I'm, not a, I'm glad there's hunters doing that population control. I'm glad there's people that can and want to do that. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. So you would never want to go hunting, period. I would go along. You just wouldn't shoot anything. I also you would fu- still have to do all the preparation. I know, and again, for how even then, Simon, like to be honest, sitting quietly in a tree stand exactly. for like eight hours—that's a nightmare to me. And yeah, I don't think you have to hunt that way. I think that's one way to hunt. I think there are other ways to hunt. Even then, going out and glassing for eight hours—like I'd rather glassing? just glassing. Be- oh yeah, you don't watch your mom's house. Yeah, glassing. The whole what thing. The fuck is glassing? It's where you uh, you just have your binoculars out and you just glass. You're just glassing for bucks, man. You're just glassing. <laughs> I'm not lying. Okay. You know what? So, sorry, Kamar, you go first. If you go out there and you don't see for anything, see anything for six hours, you're going to feel like you're being had or something. Like, what are we doing out here? I assume you see some bucks in the distance or whatever. From from what I've heard from guys who do it, they're all happy about it. Like it, it's yeah, yeah. fulfilling. I get it, and I like I said, I understand all that. I'm just saying I don't get what I meant by I don't get the hunting was I don't get wanting to hunt like the mountain lion, for example. Well, I think that might be a challenge, and that he may 
hurt himself. Yeah, that mountain lion's going to get him. Because I think you got to get pretty close to a mountain lion. I, 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 without a dog. As well, I was telling Kamar, with a bow and arrow. if you ever watch Mountain Men, mm-hmm. which was kind of a cool show, one of the storylines was this guy who hunted the mountain lions and he had hound dogs and they'd tree the lion and then he'd either come and kill it or scare it away. Weird. So the mountain lion was afraid of dogs? Yeah. A group of dogs. But wait, if he gets treed and then jumps down, he could sometimes kill one or all of the dogs. Like a lot of the times the dogs would get injured because if he's too far away, the yeah, guy, yeah, cause the it. dogs yeah. have radars on them so he can find them. And sometimes they would get so far ahead of them, him um, chasing the cat that by the time he got there, one had already been attacked, and then the two others had then retreated the guy. It's a crazy thing, man. It's, it, it, it yeah. is extreme. Those cats are insane. And the fact that they're out there in number, you know what I mean? But that's my thing. It's like, that to me is an animal you don't hunt. It's well, a hunter, and it's majestic, and it's like, I don't know, just... That one, he really is like, only the pinnacle of hunters could possibly I stalk a yeah. cat. And is there a situation Listen. where if he misses the shot with the arrow, it ruins the whole... For sure. ...prey or, or, or meat and everything? Yeah, so. if like you hit an adrenaline uh, place, it can spoil the meat. Stakes are high. So what... Stakes. Sorry, Stakes. S-T. Cat stakes. E-A-K. What I was going to say is... You remember the guy Joe had on from that show minus forty? Yeah, whatever that show was called. Yeah, I live, thought he was life below. Zero. I thought he was a total prick when he Got was it. on the show. Yeah, but after I watched all of it, the the whole thing, and he was my favorite guy to watch because he was the most authentic. Right? You want to he, tell stories? He was legitimately out there, like trying all the shit, the most basic, primitive way possible. And when he'd go on these hunting excursions, he'd go out for like days at a time tracking uh, elk through the mountains and shit. And like, it was just crazy. The way he hunted really would give you a different perspective on like what is going on. I just don't there's want a different. All I'm saying, Matt, is there's a huge difference between what that guy was doing and sitting in a deer blind for eight hours. I'm with you. There's nothing more boring to me than that. And then just waiting for a deer to come and killing it. That seems like senseless violence to me. But the idea of trekking and working hard and like all of that to get your prey or whatever your your food and bring it home and you know like I just this guy dude this is crazy so he did you watch that show come here? the minus 40 uh, life below I, zero I, I Sorry, was about whatever. to jump in about Trevor Thompson but no I have not watched it keep going keep going he hikes up to like he kills this moose and then the moose is so big he's got to like hike it back down to his thing and then hike back up and hike back down like it's insane the work that goes in this guy to getting his meat you know survival but, but that moose lasts him eight nine months you know yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. That oh, it's does not cr- sound dude. Like fun the at way all. this guy lives is crazy. He on one of his every time each year when he goes out on his excursion, he does something different. So like one year he dug out a snow thing, and he was like, "No, that was shitty. It wasn't comfortable enough." So the next year he like builds himself an igloo, and that worked fine. And that worked fine. And the that's ver- amazing. The hey, very dude. The very last thing this guy does in the very last show of the last season, he um. He's like, I've been hiking these mountains for years. He buys himself this fucking air kite thing and learns how to do it. And so he flies and can kill himself. He fucking flies down the mountain. He kills his thing and flies down the mountain. 
And that's all right, but the wig suit is too far? No, no, I, I, that's where it got too far for me. Uh, but this guy's whole point was like, this was all, the wingsuit, they're just doing it to fly through caverns. This guy was like, this is going to save me three days of hiking to bring my food back. Like he's surviving, man. Everything he's doing is to live. It's just brilliant, actually. It's yeah. not putting himself, MacGyvership. it's so brilliant. It's crazy that the that guy wingsuit was guys have to up the ante. It's not enough to go off a cliff and just wide open. Gotta, let's no, it's like I got to find a rock opening yeah. that's like 10 feet by four feet. I don't Fly know. through that like I, a fucking maniac. I just heard Simon express, you know, um, an appreciation for hunting. And throughout all the hunting episodes, I've heard the likability of this guy. For me, I really felt it. That's all the preparation for one moment of excellence they've been preparing for. Like, I get it. And everything you just said to me is negated by the fact that this guy puts on a wingsuit and tries to kill himself. Well, you know, part of that may be peer pressure. Everyone, all my all my friends who are alive, this is what they do. So <laughs> it's, it's just sort of what 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 do you do when you get in a intense profession like that? You tend to sort of gravitate to do everything everyone else in that does. I'm sure because it's a small group of people, right? There's not. A hundred thousand Navy SEALs. Well, maybe they are. I don't know. Well, and what are the percentage of Navy SEALs that are doing that? Is it a big one? We'll have to do this. Uh, there are probably a lot, though, that are trying to get, in one way or another, trying to get that same adrenaline rush you got the, from war. Keep the thing going that they say is actually yeah. drained. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we also don't know, but maybe the squirrel suit is part of Navy SEAL training now. Like, once you become a SEAL... Oh, you would learn to do it there, and then so you're already well. So what I'm saying is, they might implement it into some sort of high flying, like low radar. That would make sense, man. You know what I mean? So then you've already done it in training, and you're like, "This is fucking exhilarating." Yep. And then you leave, and or done some variation, sure, or something close to that. That totally makes sense. What if they made some sort of super ride where you were actually in a magnetic field, so you had nothing about you, but the thing, and it's going so fast it keeps a magnetic field, and you're hovering. Mm -hmm. Do you think they would give up the wingsuit for that? Well, you've seen those things they have one in niagara falls where you go in and it's like uh not the wind tunnel? And yeah an anti-gravity it's not anti-gravity but it's, it's a, a wind it's tunnel. a wind tunnel yeah, yeah. but it's, yeah. it gives I you that do uh, it. idea of flying you do good at it yeah i'm light yeah but it doesn't matter your weight they can just crank the fucking turbine up there's a weight limit but it's like, like you could do it kamar i think i i would hope 10 I, uh, jet hope engines so. blowing yeah. you up there but yes to your point i would it would operate with me a lot easier. I think. <laughs> Dude, do you remember that jackass where they stand in front of the jet engine? Yeah, of course. It it's is so funny. I, yeah, I just watched it the other day. And it's so funny when they're running against the fucking thing as hard as they can and just getting blown Loomis, back. Loomis breaks his arm in that. Oh, does he? Yeah, because he like, he like they get him to oh, walk yeah, by he gets and he jumps and it shoots him like 10 feet and he breaks his arm. Well, the, and they're putting the shoes out and people are just getting the best of the tomatoes, the shoes. throwing tomatoes up at it. Oh, it's a funny one, man. Well, don't forget the Mythbusters did that years ago. They blew over a fucking school bus with a 747. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. So they had a school bus driving towards the 747. And as it gets closer, the 747 turns. And so that the back end is facing the school bus and the school bus just fucking blows away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. I thought you meant sideways. It does it head on. No, no. So this is the back end of the plane here, right? Yeah. So the school bus is driving towards it. Yeah. And then as it gets closer, it turns a little bit. I don't know why. Maybe it just said stagnant. Either way, the school bus is going towards it. And as it drives up to the back, the, the engine's like fucking cranked and the school bus just flies away. 
Those things are no joke, man. I was arguing the other week that uh, video game players are athletes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we didn't do this on the podcast, though. No, no. Yeah, okay, go ahead. And, and they were saying that chess players burn 6,000 calories in a day. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you got to imagine that intensity lies in... Uh, and go, like, uh, must be way more than that because it's... You played 12 hours of video games, intense winning. I'm sure you're burning a lot of calories, too. Well, Matt, are you burning a lot of calories? Mathletes. Nope. So there you go, Kamar. No, but I think he's saying like 12 hours a day. I'm not playing video games for 12 hours right. a day. And it might be just enough to keep the rest off. That would really make you sad. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you if you got triple chin shit or just something like closed off fitting, that's always a rude awakening for me. When it's like, and the buttons start spreading and fighting for themselves. <laughs> I haven't had that happen. I've yet. lost a many, um, what's the button? Your, your button on your pants. You it's, know what I mean? It's called the button. The button. But the primary button. Yeah, it's called the button. The one that controls everything. I pop, pop, pop. The I mean, Kamar, for me, it's everything. just, it's the belt. Like, it's anytime I'm like, oh, no. You need gotta, a new notch. I got to go a new loop. Bigger or smaller? Bigger. Mine has shrunk lately. Thanks. Nice. Good no, for you. Good no for no you. reason to say anything. No, Kamar, you look thank great. You, very much. you look The mustache, you the whole you thing, shaved. you look great. But that, 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 uh, my pound, my... Beard was like two pounds, yeah, something yeah. like that. Kamar, brag about your planking. Speaking of being older, he t- they talked about this, about the guy who planked for eight hours. Yeah, the 65-year-old Marine. Yeah, and so I had to uh, deep dive, and I found out a eight-minute plank workout, and I just got through four minutes. I think I might be able to do five next time, but... I cannot believe this guy. Now, he just did stationary and had his phone in his hand. I think I could help for four minutes. You do? Yeah. I think I think you could too, but you'd be exhausted after. Oh, I know. I've yeah, yeah. But this you don't think you could, workout? Simon? Probably not. Um, so after the field goal, I definitely wow. don't want to. You plank. can plank right now. I mean, what? Uh, I don't know, the, well, the field goal at least is an excuse. Yeah, Remember yeah. the planking on the office? That episode was hilarious. Yeah, but that was different planking. Oh, I thought that's what we were talking about. No, we're talking about the exercise. Is it an exercise? Oh wait, hold on. You were I thought you were talking about just lying somewhere on the floor. No, planking. are you kidding me? No, you you, you so it's a like push a push-up, Simon. You're in you like this is the ground and yeah. you're on your forearms yeah. and you just well, sit like that. That's one plank. Well, I definitely couldn't do that because of my shoulder. There's an extent there's a couple planks, and there's planks where you pull your legs up. It's uh, Yeah, yeah, but the one he was doing, he was on his forearms like this. This I can do that for eight four, hours yeah, though. I'm not doing Unbelievable. It for, and he's sixty two years old. Hats off to him. I think that means you can do something. Guy must be ripped as so fuck. The best it's part, never too late. The so. best part of this podcast was all the ocean talk, actually. That was the only part that held my attention, really. I enjoyed uh, the whole podcast thoroughly. The uh, the underwater submarine is the most James Bond thing ever, eh? Well, all submarines are underwater, so you want to rephrase that? <laughs> well, the, the indoor outdoor submarine? You can have a submarine, like, they build them on land. Yeah, so but they're all meant to go underwater. I get it, but so I don't know what he's talking. It was about. a redundancy. It was redundant, but I'm just in his defense. Well, what are you trying to say? The submarine that you ride, but you're still in the water, is like a James Bond. Like that's so out of the okay. you know. Sorry, I must have missed that part. All submarines ride in the water, but you're no, not dry. What this guy's saying is what he was saying is you have like a man-powered submarine where like just your maybe head and torso. Are in this submarine, so you can breathe. That's what I didn't get. Where's no, the air I don't stuff? think like, even you're in a suit breathing, and it's like a canopy, but it's full of water. So like, why have it then? It, it's sort of weird, but it's total James Bond. I know it is weird. 
No, but in James Bond, he was in the car. He could breathe. This is uh, more like, I guess, an uh, underwater sea dew. This was like or, our idea of the guy shitting in that underwater pod. Like, why well, that, bother? Yeah. yeah. Just go shit. Because, like, Kamar, my nephew has one of those things that's like the... That you... Those are so fun, eh? Only if you're, like, 60 pounds, though. Well, I'm not too heavy. It worked kind of for me. Kinda, Either way, I think exactly. you can buy better ones. But, yeah, those, like, sea dew ones mm-hmm. where you just fucking... Those are the shit. Mm-hmm. Well, the foil board... You know that yeah, one? Yeah, that looks chill as fuck, too. I was listening to podcast yesterday. A guy uh, foils from island to island in Hawaii for two hours. Sick. And just sails Dude, the ocean. Dude, how crazy is that? You're just out in the middle. I mean, it's scary as fuck, but you're out in the middle of the ocean going real fast on a board. If you start getting chased by... I wonder what the top speed is on you're one of those. 50 kilometers. You're flying. No, but are you flying fast enough to outrun a shark? I think you are. Well, are you outrunning a shark if you're on the water? Mr. Fucking Semantics. <laughs> uh, are you going out-surf. fast enough to outswim a shark? Outsurf a shark? You can never swim fast enough to outswim a shark. But yeah, this thing is. Are you moving fast enough to not get eaten by the shark? If this is how this is going to go, Again, we're going to have a problem. It's not like you. if you had the means to get a ticket and go do that, you would fall off. It would be horrible for you. A shark would get you, but if you're a professional. Or not, you're, not mean, or yeah, you're yeah, Laird you. Hamilton and you're like, shark, try it, bitch, and you fucking make and you, it. And you come back with the barbecue shark steaks. Yeah, right, exactly. And you fuck your wife. <laughs> That's what Kamar's interested in. Sorry, I was yeah. just taking it where he was going to take it. I'd like to see the way they make love. We know. So, have either uh, of you been on a sea do? I have, yep. I've only been on it like on an ocean water, and it was sort of like unsettling. Like, I've been boom, on a boom, jet boom, ski boom, and a sea do. I was on the ocean with it. I loved it. I thought that I was about to say that's one of the funnest things I've ever done was take I, a jet ski out in the Florida Keys around the Keys. But the water was choppy. It was in <laughs> fucking sand. And he loved it, yeah. No, I, 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 I also like, like snowmobiling. Still water on a lake. I prefer sea do to ski do. Yeah, well, because it's not cold, but well, naturally, yeah. Dude. But I also find you get stuck a lot snowmobiling. Hmm. Like if you're in fresh powder and shit, I get it. if you're on a trail, like yeah, it's whatever. But I used to like go to this land in Quebec and do it, and fuck, it was all fresh powder. I got that thing stuck so many times. I also weighed eighty pounds, and they're so freaking cool. Cedus, yeah, it's so much fun, but so loud. Oh, it was insane. And Kamar, when we were done, it was one hour. Kamar, my arms. I also had Mary holding on to me, so maybe that was worse. I, maybe if I was alone, it wouldn't have been as bad, but my arms from just like holding myself onto this thing were fucking sore. Kamara and I saw the sweetest little thing today I want to get for when I move up to the country. It's one of those John Deere little um, like buggy things, multi-purpose, and you can take the wheels off and put on these like water wheels. Triangle treads. No, they're like triangle tank treads oh, so wow. each yeah, one is fun. oh it's so fucking cool man snow climber yeah that thing can go up anything mm-hmm. i think well i'm sure everything has <laughs> its limits but you know what i really want to get for the cottage a blob for my cottage simon i think that's we, where you jump on and it shoots you i off. think we could put a blob right you know at the edge of the boathouse and where jump we jump off, off the, the roof? roof i can't do it but it would be fun to watch <laughs> oh you get to sit there and get catapulted <laughs> i'd like to just smoke joints and watch people get their fucking bells rung because the blob is like 20 feet long. So if it's 20 feet out from the boathouse already, and then you're getting shot out, I think it'd be deep enough. I really want to get a blob. Have you ever the... tried a water trampoline? Uh, no, but Those I've seen Those are pretty one. fucking They'll wear you fast, too. Oh, yeah. While climbing, well, climbing in and out, out yeah. Um, what about the wing? What's the wing? Have you ever seen the thing gets pulled behind a boat and you actually fly? 
I've done that. Is that dangerous? Oh, that. that no, that thing is fucked. No, you're talking about paragliding. Yeah, I did the paragliding. Yeah. No, 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 I know what you're talking about. That thing is fucked. Dude, it's it's scary. It's a wa- it's a concussion waiting to happen, like a hundred percent. I never got to um, wakeboard. Like when I was a kid, we would water ski, and by the time, and I was okay at it. I could do like one ski, water skiing, and stuff. And by the time uh, wakeboarding came around, I had already hurt my shoulder. So, but not wakeboarding. Is it wakeboarding? Is that where it's like snowboarding? Yeah, wakeboarding, yeah. yeah. I I think that would have been something I would have loved because I was a pretty decent snowboarder and a decent water skier, so the two combined. I think it's insane that no one knew you could surf in the wake. Oh, that's so cool. eh? Dude, that is so cool, the surfing surfing in the wake. Holy fuck, that's another thing I wish I could try. That was the whole point of Eric Weinstein's portal is surfing. These sports keep invading. Oh, in yeah. But that, is, ways that is so cool. The surfing in the wake. How did nobody ever think of that? You like, Dude, this guy, there's a skimboarder, a professional skimboarder named Austin Keen. He bought a $5 wooden table at a thrift store, and he surfed that in the wake behind a boat. There's video of him on the internet. Was it flat? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a flat table, but it has four legs. And he's literally just fucking just moving so along. So it must be easy. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it when in rivers and stuff, there's a, a rock or depression that makes a bump. And the natural. Yeah, people yeah. can serve out on the Otto River. Like, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. When the ice isn't there. There was a, you know, that you see that shit in Hawaii all the time where the middle of the beach just has a ton of fucking water rapid flowing down it. Mm-hmm. Guys surfing that shit too, where it's just like a. They do that on purpose, I think. There's a place in my. Really? Like they, they hold up water and then it. Really down, I interesting. Think. Come on, them. There's a place in Montreal that has like legitimate surfing that people go to, and there's a place in Ottawa that has legitimate surfing on the river. Well, in the river they do it in the winter. It's just they this do, one they? little part that's getting like the exact right rush from a, from some rock that's caused. You know what I mean? Exactly yeah, you just stay stationary. Yeah. That's it. It's not like surfing. Like in the ocean, you're constantly moving down the beach, right? Well, I think in the one in Montreal. It's like a 30-foot little section that yeah. you surf. I really want to try one of those artificial waves. That looks really fucking cool, too. These you are all things I can never do. Yeah. Never and say that. Just don't say that. Yeah, I think once you start doing yoga tomorrow. No, until they have a bionic. You, no, once you start doing yoga tomorrow. Have you not heard the story Joe tells all the time about don't, DDP? Don't do this, okay? I really don't like when people do this because you don't know what I have and yoga can't fix it. It can help. It can limber me up. But I will, I will never take the chance again of hurting Injury. myself worse. So no, I will never do it unless they come up with a bionic fucking arm. Sorry, I don't mean to be an asshole. But you are being what, an asshole. We're getting people, you on a plane again. And that's you're, what people no, always no. do, man. Yeah, your shit attitude is never going to wow, fix your arm. Whatever. That's for sure. It's not about a shit attitude. It's, I, listen, I got the surgery and I made the mistake of golfing again. And that's what put me in this position. I will never, you know what I mean? I just won't. Even if somebody told me I was better, I would still be like, I'm not going to risk it. Sorry. That's it. Kamara shaking his head in agreement. Enough about me. I appreciate Simon for making me feel appreciation for my health, that I could be in more pain. That you can still golf? No, I, I don't care about golfing, but just like to see him in pain, it's like I would hate to, on top of anything else, have to be in pain while it's happening. I punched Simon in the arm one day playing video games, <laughs> and I thought one of two things was going to happen. I thought either I had hurt him so bad that he was never going to come over again, <laughs> Or that he was going to turn around and immediately with his other arm 
punch me in the face. Dude, he, you just got me right in like the perfect. I think it you was a Charlie you, horse you know spot in some, that arm, and it just. Kamar, have you ever hit <clears throat> someone super light, but you know when you hit them that you've hit like the weirdest spot, like almost a pressure point? I just gave him one of these, like a. Like a, like a literally my elbow was planted just through the weight, but it hit, I just Nerves, knew, baby. I knew when I hit it, I was like, oh no. But also if like, if you come and feel my shoulder right now, I don't want to touch you you'd anymore. be like, oh, that's weird. You don't feel like you have enough muscle in there that feel, cause it's atrophied. you know what I mean? That's why I got to start doing yoga. Cause that's, what's going to help. It's going to get some flexibility back in here and get it moving again and stop this something. But again, it, I won't be surfing. I'm, I'm lost to that. I've resigned myself to that. It's fine. Don't worry. Again, unless X factor. So I can't resign myself to anything. Let me tell you right away, as someone who's (laughs) tried to surf, it's incredibly difficult. I listen. I was all, I'm one of those guys who have always contended that I could do it. And I hear you. I've people who have surfed. I have friends who are really good surfers who have said to me, I know you, Simon, there is no fucking way you can do this. And I say, you are wrong, my friend. Simon, you might be an incredible snowboarder. It's it's nothing. First of all, it's mostly swimming. I was a great swimmer too, mm. Matt. I, I like what was the noise Aubrey de Grey made. Legitimately, <laughs> my mother was a very odd woman. Uh, no, nope. you, you can you can ask her. She was super keen on us all getting like our bronze medallion, our life saving one hold and on, two. Hold on. Our did you just say I'm a good swimmer? Ask my mom. I meant ask my mom that she was weird and she put us like she compulsively made us do these things. My mom made me too. Do you know how well I swim? Not. Okay. Well, but I'm telling you, like I got all those qualifications. So I was a decent swimmer. I just think I could do it, man. That's all I'm saying. We'll never know. No, this is scientifically science hates these because it's unprovable. So, and, and I hear you. And that's why we're going to drop it. Cause I imagine for the audience or whoever, the three people who are listening, they're like, we're we're never gonna know like at least with the field goal i can still put my money where my mouth is you know that's true yeah and the plank you could plank anyways let's move on you could plank right yeah no i don't think i could not this arm like any pressure on this arm is out of the question Mm -hmm. right now maybe with the yoga that'll change i don't know where Um, are you gonna go to yoga I'm just going to start doing it at, in, home. at home first. Gotcha. And if Safe I like space. it, you're going to go over and help them. No, no. My wife and I are doing it. Oh, naked. No, not naked. There is couples yoga though for advanced stuff. Um, okay. But then my mom suggested a place in the Glebe. I don't, you don't, do you know the Glebe ball? Yeah. I grew up there. So the old post office behind um, yeah, third Avenue. Yeah. You got it. So that got converted into a yoga studio. Okay. And my mom was saying it was amazing. And the teacher's amazing. I don't know. Whatever. Weird shout out to some weird place in Ottawa. <laughs> that I don't know the name <laughs> of. I don't know the name of. I think you should just do YouTube and check it out. And then you'll like. That's uh, what I just said I was going to do. Want to. You have Apple TV. Go forth. Or I do. do yep. Less. There's an app. There's a yoga app that we got for free that Mary uses. That's like mm-hmm. yoga classes. Oh, yeah. That's for Apple TV. So yeah. there you go. Well, I know Halima uses a bunch of them. Like she does the majority of her yoga at home. So I think you go to the classes to maintain integrity. Like, you know what I mean? If you're by yourself, you could cheat or whatever. But when you're good people, you mm-hmm. want to do the best you can. Um, now that we're off of the yoga talk, it's into something. They spoke about Loch Ness. Just Bri- briefly, briefly. But that opens the door for us. Um, oh, my fuck. Okay. 
Well, isn't that the way this works? Yeah, yeah. I thought Lock that was the parameters up, of the show. Up, Simon. But but <laughs> their position was that it's probably nothing. Well, here's the thing. I I <laughs> I agree because they have um they did a pretty exhaustive search. They used to search Loch Ness by putting one radar on a boat and figuring out a grid system to map out because it was so expensive to have those radars. But back it could in just the day. swim behind the boat. Then one guy put his money where his mouth is. I don't remember who it was, but they got boats right across the lock, each with a radar. They started out of the, and they combed the whole thing and they found nothing. Fine. I, I'm okay with that. At one point, somebody saw something in the lock. And after that, it was like a mass kind of delusion thing. That's not to say there was never anything in the lock. There could have been. All of these things come from somewhere. Listen, they know that there are cave systems in the lock. Oh, here and it comes. The underground, know, the underground that's monsters. What I was thinking. I was gonna we think. know that things shift and move all the time in history. It's possible that it would go from the vastness of the ocean where something that big could easily be hidden to the lock back and forth at its leisure and then at some point just got stuck at its leisure on the other <laughs> side guy. you know what i'm saying and now it lives somewhere in the ocean and we never see it just like we never see half of the fucking shit down there there you go Loch Ness solved let me oh my god let me just give you an example simon for people that don't like the water when you're near the water at night and like anything moves in there oh i know exactly when a fish jumps that's you what I'm think saying. you're fucked that's man. what i'm saying so like remember when we saw the beaver at night remember how no it was, was you that? and jara oh my god dude i thought i was gonna have a fucking <laughs> heart attack you know how they slap their tails yeah so this thing have you ever been to matt's uh place no so. he won't come here anyways the dock is right on the water and it was right beside us we were down there smoking a joint we were also doing some other stuff and Pose Joe stuff. Dude. <laughs> I, next month stuff. Um, I just, I almost, I shit myself. Like, it was crazy. It, it was so scary. Anyways, and that's just You know that beaver. beavers are super aggressive, too. Oh, right? no, I know, but I mean, I'm I know not, your point. I'm yeah. not afraid of a yeah, beaver. Yeah. If a beaver came, I'd try and give it a good hoof. <laughs> but um, I, but I, it was crazy. You get my point, though. Is Anything at night, Matt. That's it. But near the water, especially, like, when something moves in the water, like... And and think about this too is like there could be a school of things that all move at once and it just extra you're like what I saw was thirty totally. feet by thirty you know just like in the forest a uh, squirrel seems big at night but what I was gonna say they have a really interesting picture I I can show you it sometime if you give a fuck but you probably don't it's of you know how each lake has like their own Loch Ness not each lake but there are many lakes out there there's Ogopogo there's uh, that they all have monsters. They all have sight. these monster sightings okay. all over the place. One of them, I don't remember where this was, but it's a picture and it looks just like uh, some Loch sort Ness. of monster okay. of some sort. And when you get, when you look really, really closely, you can see it's like six seals all together. And they're just jumping at the perfect time and it makes this... What looks like, like I could see why somebody missed it. You can't tell until you're actually like examining it, you know? And we can say 100% for sure we'll never know. About Loch Ness. If there was or if there wasn't. Right, at this point. If if my theory is correct, we'll never know. 
I would I would err on the side of my theory as opposed to some giant mythical monster that found a cave system. Well, it could be just another case, Matt, and I hate to go here, but of some sort of camouflage system. Oh, I thought you were going to say X-Factor. I was going to get the fuck no, out No, no, leave. no, no. Of like, you know, if it can make itself invisible somehow. So it's like a giant cuttlefish. Cloak, exactly. Cloak fish. But I don't know if that keeps you off the radar. That's But the... my question to you is like, if you have this radar system, mm-hmm. how are you being spotted? What are you saying? That was pretty straightforward. If, if you, you have a cloaking system, you'll see you're Loch coming, Ness, you'll see and coming. you have a cloaking system, how can we see you? Because you're catching it in its uncloaked face. Oh my God! Look at the what look, are you, well, because I, that's such a silly look, question. The look on Simon's face is not going to be tangible. invisible forever. It's going to come in and out of visibility, and you just—that's why the sightings are so few and far between of Bigfoot, Matt. Because Matt, you're catching it on its. Decloak. I saw your reasonable question. Get this scowl. <laughs> reasonable? That, that was not reasonable. Well, if, totally reasonable. Really, it wasn't, he, he's admitting that they have the radar, right? It just, I don't know. I, he's meeting you somewhere. <laughs> yes, I just got fucking get, shit on. Yeah, get, get out. out. I'm sorry. I'm of sorry, your own house. Matt, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I maybe I overread the situation. No, and two minutes okay. ago, he was like, I'm not trying to be an asshole. <laughs> Something that. That's like a huge pet peeve of mine, man. What? People who Amazon? tell me what I can and can't do, they think they know what my body can do. Oh, no, don't worry about that. You'll you'll be golfing again. People say that to me all the time. I know what your body can do. Go Simon. fuck yourself. First of all, you're from the chosen people. Yep. So that means that every part on you is chosen, including, including that bad shoulder. Yeah, that's true. Which cool. means you can overcome this. Your mind is strong. Not a lot. Wim Hof. Ju- not listen, a lot of Jewish golfers. Wim Hof would tell you that you can breathe that fucking injury right off your body. I should try and breathe the fucking pain away. I think you're going. You haven't have, tried that yet, have you? No, not Wim Hof. I'm making a prediction. Something's going to happen, and you're going to have time to really explore and execute on some of these things. I have a feeling that in the next five years, Simon's going to go on a retreat with Drew Bernard. I, I I could not see that as being further of happening ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I've only learned that in like No, that's not true. The last forty eight hours. That, that may happen, you never know. Really? Who oh, know, who knows, man? I see the angle. Anything is possible. There you go. I may become like the biggest yoga freak of all time. What do I know? What do you know? What do we know? We don't know what we know. That's it. And I don't know much. But this guy was the most tolerable, uh, palpable uh, hunter, Navy ha- SEAL Have guy. you ever watched the, um, there's like some show where the guy, they just film the shit they're pulling out of the ocean. The garbage. No, the weird fish they find. No, I haven't and seen that And it's like, on every net they pull up, they find like some fish they've never seen before. You've never seen them? No. It's crazy, man. Mm, yeah. Have you ever seen the video of the guy from Boston who finds that giant? We talked about this. Okay, it's hilarious. Sorry. No, dude, it's so funny. It's my, one yeah. of my all-time favorite internet What videos. does he say to the guy? He's, oh, look at the fucking size of this fish. It's a goddamn sea monster. <laughs> He's just losing his shit. What kind of fish was that? I don't know. You'd have to watch the YouTube video. It's in the description. There's have, a bunch of people that are like it. What's the YouTube video title? I don't know. Boston ultimate Boston guy finds giant fish. Oh, right on. Have you ever seen the pictures of like these scuba divers with the giant sunfish? 
So it looks just like the little tiny sunfish you see, but it's like as big as a fucking yeah. A lot of uh, the times, whale. Simon. A lot mm. of the times, those are forced perspective shots. I'm pretty sure those things get really big, though. Sure, but a lot of the times, those are forced perspective <laughs> you shots. You stand closer to the camera. Yeah. So the person with the camera, the fish is closer to the camera, and the scuba diver is like 30, 50 feet back. Whatever. Yeah, it's forced perspective. The fish is closer to the camera so the fish looks gigantic yes yes and it's called forced perspective they do it in movies all the time yes yes, yes. that's how they filmed elf with uh, will ferrell and made him look uh very tiny yes no very forced. big and everyone else was tiny wasn't it? sorry yes that's it yeah forced yes, perspective yes, yes. Mm. you know it'd be a very fun movie review mm, what would that be grizzly man I've never seen it. Yes, it would well, be. all the better. All the, all the better. That would be a great uh, movie review. Yeah. <laughs> you almost got like get ready a Patreon suicide smut. We're gonna do that. Well, I think it would be fun. Okay, we'll do it. Also, the um... there you go, listeners. Another empty promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll get to it <laughs> on the Patreon. Um, you know what's a weird stat is the uh, house cat stat. How house cats are responsible for billions of deaths a year yeah but it makes sense because a lot of cats a uh because they're outside cats have the run of the place right like they can do whatever the fuck they want but there are a lot of um just homeless cats out there feral cat well which become feral and like we see them all the time like up at our cottage just all of a sudden there'll be this fucking cat in the middle of the woods you know what i mean you're like what the fuck is going on here no i had a cat that's actually doing uh 10 to 12 in Rikers right now. He killed four people. So the death toll is actually, I think, lower than... It's a what joke, you, Simon. But Mar got it. I don't get it. Like the cat... you We were like, cats are responsible for so many deaths. Oh, I see. And I had a cat who murdered... Gotcha. Yeah, what he was applying. Yeah. Gotcha. Loses his sting. For once, I got a laugh out of Kamar and Simon <laughs> says they're deadpan. The deaths of birds. Uh, did I leave that part out? I yes. understood where... Yeah. I understood the stat. I just... I because it. you left it out, I thought, you know... I. Touche. <laughs> Try to make maybe someone laugh. And, I don't know. And what are I we saw doing this here? Cat behind bars with yeah. like eye patch yeah. over smoking a cigarette, yeah, running exactly. the fucking place. Yeah. Well, it would be what's doing a hard his time. name? Call in McKay's cat on uh, Cribs. You never saw that one? Yeah, yeah. He has this cat that wears a tracksuit and has like an eye patch. Yeah. Super like, gangster. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, it's a cat's life. I used to run the barrio, dude. When I went uh, back, when I used to fly, uh, I went to Rome once. And the fucking feral cats in Rome is insane. And Athens too, man. Both of those places are fucking out of control. It's like with, a mini jungle for them. Dude, and it's, it's crazy because in both of those places, um, they have these incredible ruins. And the cats just like, that's where they hang out is in Thailand. these ruins. Thailand man. It's too. fucking nuts. <sighs> Stray dogs, too. So many stray no dogs. No stray dog. Well, maybe there were, and I just didn't notice, but it was the cats that really caught my attention. You guys don't have a problem with foreign animals? I definitely I do. Yeah. Or the amount of times we were just walking down some like bamboo forest road and some random stray dog would it's come up. weird. Yeah, Mary's like, in its Mary's you like, would touch it? No, I was oh. like, don't fucking touch that thing. Don't like, go near it. Macaulay Culkin got fucking... Um, Toxoplasmosis. That, yeah. It, it, it's he hard. Doesn't even you were know, never going to get He there. doesn't even know it. <laughs> it's heartbreaking but you just you realize like live animals are have parasites and whatnot and i will say this my <laughs> brother-in-law brought like he went to mexico because he's a climber he went to mexico and brought back a dog like fucking 
20 years ago um, that he found on the street and like got all his shots, like had to get all the shit done, flew it back. And that was like the most loyal. I've never seen a dog more loyal to one single human being in my life ever. I've heard of a lot of people who have done that. They oh, go to. and they spend a lot of money and yeah. a lot of time bringing this one dog back. Like I, Steve-o. I get it if you're, but he also they started like a whole thing where they bring dogs over. No, they, but that's how it started. The, no, no, I, I, I get it. They yeah, have yeah. the money to do that, but I kind of get it if you're making that like your thing. But just to bring one dog over to be like that's a lot, you know. When you could just rescue a dog from the SPCA yeah. here, who's gonna die in your own country? You yeah. Know? But either way, I mean, this dog was like. I've never seen anything like it. Did it learn to speak English? No, it stayed. Uh, it was Spanish. It only life. spoke Spanish its yeah. whole life. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was gonna say Mexican. Not that smart. I knew you were going Real to. Like, fucking... I saw it in your face. I auto-corrected myself. Yeah. Not well, that I think smart. I corrected it by saying Spanish, but hmm. I was already. Oh, you correcting were already okay. myself. Good. We can go back Excellent. and listen to the tape if you want. We can hear the gears <laughs> turning in your fucking head. No, you'll hear me start to say it as okay. you're saying gotcha, it. Gotcha. We'll, we'll really break it down. Gotcha. There's another empty promise. Um, and Simon, Steve-O, again, he wasn't planning on making that his thing. He went to Peru. I know. That yeah. dog followed him yep. forever. And then he was just like, okay, I guess this is my dog. Oh, anyway. really? It just started following him around. Yeah, man. He was is that was- what happened to Jody, too? It just started following him around? I don't know. I didn't ask. I think I never some asked people Jody. go and they know these dogs, they're having a problem and they need no. it. They take whatever dog. So Steve-O was in Peru That's doing something. Crazy. This dog was following him forever. He went into this place to do like a thing. He said he came back out like two hours later and the dog was there with like a bunch of other dogs. And he... That well, that was, that's a that's theory. like Macaulay Culkin taking home the cat who gave him toxoplasmosis <laughs> yeah. back to the to the states. You probably have to pay some vet bills in that. One hundred percent. Jody said he had to pay for like all shots. Yeah. It also had to sit at the border for like two weeks, so yeah. they make sure it in like have quarantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but then it came over. And, well, this is exactly Thanks, how fucking. Um, what are we fighting these days? Mm, SARS two. That's how shit like that gets spread, man, by bringing dogs in from fucking China and rescuing them from getting eaten. I think shit gets spread the most by people being cut off from communication and not knowing the severity of stuff or what's going on. And then just letting people travel who have traveled to the exact place that you're trying to contain this virus. And like the, the Actually, I guess it doesn't prove totally because I guess there's a big outbreak in... South Korea, but Iran and China have a, a huge cases. What are you talking about? Italy. They canceled Italy all huge. the fucking Syria games. There's no Syria oh, games. It's They're cra- canceled. Dude, we were talking about it with my brother. He has a, fucking Italy is in like shambles yeah, right now. It's a problem. Iran yeah. is in shambles. Who was the other one you said? Iran is the one in really shambles. Well, and the worst part is you get it. Korea. Dude, you get it and you don't know you have it for two weeks. So you can sit there and be like, I'm honky dory and no. And then Honk, you're honky dory, honky dory, whatever. And then you're out there spreading it around. But it's as of crazy. today, there's been uh, 88,000 cases, uh, 3000 deaths and 42,000 recoveries. And the rest are in between that. And the media never reports recoveries. So that's the only reason why I'm like grain of salt. Matt, look at it this way, though. Like um, Canada went. The, this is the situation. We had people in China, mm-hmm. right? Canada goes, gets a plane, brings I them know, all which home. Which I said a month ago we shouldn't do. They do. 
They bring them home. They take them to Trenton uh, Air Force Force Base. They quarantine everybody for whatever, two weeks. They let everybody go. Quarantine over. Three days later, they find out that the gestation period of this thing is like 28 days. All of those people who just got quarantined, it was for nothing. So they basically brought back the virus from China and just released it into Canada. Yeah, well, I said... They should have just grounded Sorry. all air, all so, domestic. It, air that is like the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're going to go and rescue those Canadians, which I am all for, it should be like a two month quarantine just to cover all your bases. I hate to say this. I, I love this discussion. But I'm I sure that's what happened. Post Joe territory. Yeah, fine. That's fine. Away from- yeah, we are getting away from it. Um, okay. Um, well, there wasn't much for this guy. I hated this episode. It was hunting. Wing it was a lot of hunting. Wish. Lot of hunting. This guy just spoke to me. Really? How so? Oh, this How is he interesting. Just no, no, this is interesting. Him yeah. talking about uh, hunting and the preparation and just for the one moment. So, do you want to start hunting? If I had the means, maybe. But it would have to be to like I'd be living on my land or something. You know what I mean? You you might not have a choice, and none you of might us have, might, have, might a choice. have a choice. We might all be living at our respective lands, and you might be hunting because that's the only thing left to do. I don't have any lands because you so. didn't. Per- you have an island. Well, yeah, it's not winterized. Well, you know what, well, Matt? That's you're what gonna, you would do. You're going to go up there and winterize the motherfucker because you're not going to have a choice. Well, there's going to be another family up there with the coronavirus. Well, that's going to be a problem. You're going to have to kill them. <laughs> so you better get planning. All right. You know what? If you want, you guys are welcome to come with us. Fair enough. Thank you for the invite. You're welcome. Kamar, I always invite you, but I know that you're just planning to ride a motorcycle off a fucking building anyways, so... A Ducati, hopefully. But Um, you'll just settle for whatever. Do us some class. I did learn something very important in this episode, is that um, the civet cat is not actually a cat. And when he was saying that, I was like, it is a cat. And then they looked it up, and it's not a cat. It's closer to a mongoose. Which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be too young. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you guys have to watch Ricky Tiki Tavi in school when you were a kid? No, but I've heard of it. You obviously have, Kamar. It may be the greatest yeah. story Thank ever you. told. It is forever etched into my mind because any movie we got to watch as kids was like a huge deal. If they rolled in that yeah, VCR. The, no, no, it was the whole, the whole setup. If they rolled that in, the TV-VCR combo, you knew that was going to be a good day, no matter what it was, because they were turning the lights out. Well, and you didn't, you knew you were like, I'm learning the way I want now. But Ricky Tiki Tavi was um, the mongoose, and I don't re- really remember the whole story, but he fights a cobra in it. It was a cartoon, and it was so fucking cool. The mongoose is known for being faster than a cobra. That's right. They circle around them and confuse and them. And Ricky Tiki Tavi got a girl. Then he knocked her up. That's right. And she had some uh, eggs. Babies. Like a human or a and, mongoose? And he had Another to, mongoose. Okay. He had to distract the cobra from the babies. Yes. Sorry, because if he knocked a woman up, that story is so much no, more badass. No, Ricky Tiki Tavi. <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. Is uh, so in need of a remake or something. Yes, yeah, something. Something. I mean, it's like a Bible story. Not to be confused with Rin Tin Tin, which is another thing we watched in school, which was that dog who fights in the war or something. Not so much. Uh, Ricky Tiki Tavi was deep. That spoke w- to me. I, in one of my, uh, I think it was grade nine French, 
like I didn't take French in, I took French up to grade eight. And then when I got to high school, I was like, fuck this noise. Um, but we had to take core French. Like you had to get that credit. And in our core French, our teacher was such a lazy motherfucker that every second class he would wheel out the TV and he'd put on this, <laughs> this French cartoon. And it was like this Tarzan knockoff, but the guy was a, um, like a he, prehistoric dude. So if he didn't just play tank tank, it was all in French. No, this was even better, man. Cause it was like, it was like an action show. You know what I mean? An action Weird. cartoon. I fucking forget the name. It was so funny, man. Weird. It was terrible. Imagine French cartoons. Okay. Let's get back to this guy and then let's rate it. Yeah. We we're, spoken we're, shit about this I think guy. we're done, man. All right. Um, then rate the episode, Simon. We'll start with you. Uh, again, I, I started this with I hated it, but uh, I don't even know. I'm so fucked up this week. I, I give this one a two and a half. It wasn't terrible. Kamar, we know you're going high. Yeah, I'm uh, the first guy to say I don't like this type of episode, but uh, I like this episode. I give it a four. Like It was just fair enough. Made I don't think- see something I didn't see. I don't think this guy's a bad guy or anything. I just, uh-huh. this this episode bored the shit out of me. I give it a 1.5. Also, it was at the end of a week that I just, I don't know. Felt like a long week, even though there was only four. I don't know why. Maybe it was the four-hour Michael Yo marathon. Yeah, I left this one too late. That was my problem. That me too. is a problem, guys. Yeah. Not only leave it too late, but I also, I listen to everything on regular speed this week. So it seemed like a, when you start listening on one and a half times, you can't go back. It's tough to go back. Once you Real go tough to go back. Two times is too much. One and a half is just two the perfect. Two times is way too much. One and a half is the perfect. It's just. Mwah. Did oh. you did you try fucking around when Aubrey de Grey was on? No. Should have heard him on two times. No, couldn't do it. It was insane. It was impossible. That guy's accent was so weird. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Mm, unclear. Simon, do you want to re-rate it? I absolutely do. And that's where this comes in. It's only if you feel like you've made a mistake. And I do. I think this week was more like a 375. Wow. Maybe a three. Yeah, three, three, six, five, three, seven, five, something like that, man. How? That's insane. Okay. Yeah. That's a whole point I'm jumping. Why? You were 275 before? Wow. You jumped a whole point. Yeah. So there you go. The re-rate system works occasionally. Occasionally. It's like a a backup shoot. That's what I mean. I think I don't think we need to do it, but if I'm you feel you. like I'm you've made you. the mistake, so yeah. whoever it's suggested that, it's an addendum. Good work, man. It's it somehow made its way into the show. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that was uh, that was another episode. We want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, I just want to say sorry. Yeah, got to give it up for the diversity of the week too. Uh, Black guy, Blazing guy, uh, British guy, uh, Southern uh, California guy. I think that's where I don't from. see color my or bad. proximity. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. No women, but I'm uh, sorry. Come on. No transgenders. No I women. Guess so. I guess so. Yeah, it was pretty. Like, come on. Come on. What are you Bunch doing? Bunch of Nazis. <laughs> Cis white men. Yeah. Uh, if you want to contact us, we have an email. It's jreepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. They're both jreepodcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Bawar, Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Simon on uh, Instagram. At Bigfoot Sighting Society. You say it with so much vigor and enthusiasm. It's I, tough I, was, to... I was just thinking that I'm really sorry. I've, I'm really tired today. Like That's okay. I'm operating on 
very little sleep and it's been a shitty couple of weeks and I'm just in a pissy mood and I was in a shitty mood before I came over here. I think nice. no. I feel like I've jumped down your throat and your throat. No, oh my stop, 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 stop. I've yelled into this mic many a time during this episode. I feel like Brad Pitt when Leo starts crying his shoulder. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Put yourself <laughs> together, Simon. Anyways. Because I know uh, what you've been to... I'm just so impressed. I think you did a great job, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, because you don't let me into your private world, <laughs> I have no idea. So, uh, Kamar, Kamar's just... been doing manual labor with me. So yeah. he's been. Uh, well, I offered, but I was uh, my side. I was shot. I've been down. Bar- I appreciate it. I appreciate it all. Helping you bury a friend. <laughs> it's not that. If I if I ever needed to move, if I God forbid somehow killed somebody. Kamar would be my first. Call. Yes, you've mentioned We've you like. Have I? <laughs> yeah, you pretty much come over here. You're, I'm like, hey Simon, how's your week? You go. I don't know how was yours, but I definitely know that I'd. Uh, if I needed to bury a body, I'd call Kamar before you. Like, fucking wonderful, man. I don't give a I shit. I didn't say I'd call him before you. Jesus, no. You just said you would never call me. Absolutely, your phone wouldn't ring. If I, in fact, take if you don't hear from me for two weeks, I've killed someone. hundred percent. Take that as a compliment. Like, I don't want to bring you into my Jesus shit. Christ. You know, Christ, unreal. You say to me, Kamara, how was your week? I go, I don't know, but I definitely didn't hide a body. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, definitely, I don't didn't. know what you heard. <laughs> definitely didn't. All right, well, we have a subreddit as well. Oh my god, it's uh, so sorry. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fine. No one yeah, save it no, for the freaking post show. Yeah. Uh, we have a Reddit. It's what is it? JRE podcast. That's the subreddit. Yep. Yeah, that's it. It's pretty easy. All um, voices welcome. Yeah, and we have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to support the show, we have some extra content on there. Uh, you can join for as little as a dollar a month, and uh, you get the post show on Tuesday. As well, we give you three to four episodes of our series, This Won't Age Well, where we go back and listen to old episodes of Joe Rogan, and we do what we do on here. Talk shit. This months are fucking killer. But we're going to do that Meyer Briggs I think that's fantastic Meyer for the Briggs, Patreon. Meyer Briggs. Well, what, each, you want to do the, the personality the, thing? Whatever. Sure, okay. But we'll each, like, you'll do me, I'll do yeah, you, no, you'll do I, him. Dude, that's brilliant. Oh, and it here, brilliant. In closing, everything you say is brilliant. In closing, <laughs> in, in closing I, I kept saying the YouTube was going to be up in February because I believed it was going to. Uh, it looks like we're going to get, like, a small studio space, so we're probably just going to wait for that, for the YouTube. So it might be, like, another month, month and a half. Simon, is that appropriate? That makes more sense, yep. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Realistically, I think that That's makes fine. More sense. I just want to let the listeners know we're not leaving them high and dry. We've taken your Patreon <laughs> money and uh, we're investing it in some cameras, some lights. What's up, Kamar? I'll suggest it after, between the post show. Kamar just shook his Kamar's fist at me. freedom. I'll talk to you after the show. Okay. Uh, that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope you have a great week, weekend. Thanks for joining us. Simon, oh, you want to fuck. say your fucking thing? I'm sorry, thing? yes. Keep your eyes open. I'm so sorry. Professional. Professional. <laughs>